Well, 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 well. Good evening, my friends. Good evening, good evening, good evening. I hope you are doing well. And I hope that you are ready for a rant of truly Old Testament biblical proportions because, uh, well, let's just say I've had these words jammed up in my innards like rancid Indian food probably for 30 years or so. And uh, I uh, have found the perfect vehicle for my perfect outrage, which I'm sure is going to be joined by the outrage that you all feel about the ways in which the banksters and the moneyed classes are screwing the little guy for doing one-tenth of one-tenth of one percent of what the big guys have been doing to us and at us, lubeless, for over 100 years. So I hope that you will follow along as I red pill you with an anal cannon. I hope that you won't mind if I get mm, just a tiny, tiny bit uh, sweary. I hope you won't mind that too much. And uh, I hope that you will follow along. This is really, really important stuff. It's incredibly hard one, bitter, brutal knowledge that it was extracted from me with the kind of forceps that leave lifelong Mobius strip imprints on a baby's skull. And so I will tell you all about my history with the stock market, how it has pillaged me, something fierce, the insider stories that I saw when I worked. My very first job, professional gig, was working as a programmer in COBOL 74, believe it or not, at a stock trading company. I've seen the guts. I've seen the innards. I've seen more than a mortal man should ever see about the amount of bankster money sluicing that goes on where basically people wake up in the morning trying to figure out how to jam their alien reptile tongue within a teeth within a tongue into every possible artery of any productive human being and suck out the bone marrow of economic future from them. Bunch of monsters as a whole. And it's kind of come to a head, and not in a fun way, with this uh, GameStop. But let me just sort of drop by before I get on my cluster rant of infinity and just see how everyone is doing tonight. And uh, I hope that you will uh, stay with me. This is really, really important stuff. I... Um, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's just amazing. So uh, let's... Um, there it is. Here we go. Here we go. What do you think Steph is going to talk about tonight? <laughs> what I'm going to talk about? This is, the kind of, this is the kind of conversation that is going to change your life for the better forever. And so I hope that you will. You will stay with us here. Um... Now, if you watch any mainstream media coverage on it, these elites and billionaires want to regulate it. Oh, yes, no. See, these, these hardcore capitalists are now actually totally interested in government regulation. So, got word from a friend who made a $14,000 profit from it. Yeah, fantastic. One guy turned 50K into over $22 million. Good afternoon, Steph and Chad. Good night, Wall Street. Good night and good fucking riddance. They banned them on Reddit. Did they really? I know they got banned on, um, they got, uh, didn't Discord ban them? Uh, the um, Wall Street um, suggestions, right? So uh, Wall Street bets on Reddit is now private. 
you think this is big tech doing? Banned on Discord, invite only on Reddit. Yeah, they're blaming it on hate speech, and now, of course, they're saying that it's only Nazis who are profiting from the little... Right? It's the natural sort of thing. Um, oh, I'm bringing it. I always knew GameStop would be historically important. Yeah, it really is. It really is. Don't worry, Biden is going to sign another executive order to protect his crony friends. Yeah, that's no kidding, eh? Biden called Trump a dictator, then he signs more executive orders in one week than Stalin and Mussolini combined. So, okay, come on, man. You, you can't be, I mean, you've listened to this show for a while. I, I can't let you get away with pretending to, to be this, stems of the real racist naive. Look, pointing out the hypocrisy of those in power is completely useless and ridiculous. Because the whole point of being in power is you can be a complete hypocrite and get away with it. You, you, that's the whole point of being in power. So I'll give you an example, right? So when you're a kid, you're in school, and the teacher says, do not use force to get what you want. It's totally, totally wrong to use force to get what you want. Now, of course, if kids knew anything about the hellscape communist brain tombs that they were ensconced in, they would turn around and they'd say to their teachers, wait a minute, don't you get your salary from our parents through property taxes, which are used? Uh, don't, do, don't, you get, uh, don't you have a union that has a violent monopoly on power? Don't you get paid because of force? So your entire job is based on force, and that's how you get what you want, and that's how you get your ridiculous pensions, and you're two, you're two or three months off in the summer, and this is how you get this uh, crazy job security. So how, who are you to tell us that as kids we shouldn't get what we want by using force? when this whole institution is founded on the blood of taxpayers and particularly the unborn. We're not students here. We're fucking collateral for your pension, which with a capital B, right? So but the whole point of having power is you can be a hypocrite. That's, that's the saying, well, gosh, hypocrisy is, is, is some, something we can do to uh, push back against power. We just point out hypocrisy all the time. It's going to push back. That's, I mean, come on, that's ridiculous. The whole point of power is to be able to be hypocritical and just laugh in people's faces, to have contradictory standards, to claim to be, as the left is, so for free speech when communists are being suppressed. And then once the communists gain power, totally crush everyone else's free speech. Of course, that's the whole point of power. The whole point of power is you can have contradictory statements and no one can do anything about it. And it's part of the sadism and glory and joy and, and dopamine rush of, of getting power. So I don't know. Uh, hello from Houston, Texas. Hello. Game stonks. Yeah, Elon Musk tweeted that out today, right? Wall Street Bets has been banned on Reddit and Discord. Now, this is all rumor stuff. I'm not verifying this in... We're going to crash this market with no survivors. The game stock went from $3 to over $300. It was a shock, even for one that follows the stock market. Well, no, it's not a shock. It's a massive redistribution of wealth from the Wall Street bankster assholes to people who desperately need money because people's addiction to cheap labor, mass immigration, and Chinese goods has completely destroyed their capacity to make a living. Uh, their Discord is down now, too, apparently. Telegram chat is going bonkers! <laughs> That's great. That's great. Yes, I am. Uh, I am. Hey, Steph, you can monetize DLive if you play games while you stream. Yeah, because they won't notice that at all. What is Biden's endgame? Power? Power in what form? Well, Biden is just a puppet for people who want to take down the republic, right? Imagine, I can imagine staff saying that to his teacher, right? Um, hi from quarantine in Perth. Okay, so I'm not going to get into a lot of the details and the sort of teeny tiny 
ins and outs about all of this stuff. But what I am going to do is tell you what the hell it means and how it can benefit you. Now, I don't give investment advice. Nothing I say should be construed as investment advice. Uh, can you make a Telegram chat? <laughs> funny, funny you should mention that. Funny you should mention that. You know what? I will, um, I will give this to you. I will give you this Telegram chat. And I hope that you will join me there because I don't check out DLive except when I'm streaming and other places. So, yeah, please remember to donate to freedomain.com forward slash donate. The guys, you know how much value I bring, how unique it is what I talk about. And the way that I can break down these concepts and bring it to you in utilitarian formats is unparalleled, I think, around the world. And so I hope that you will uh, help me out. I would really, really appreciate it. As you know, it's been a brutal year for philosophy for me. And uh, if you could help me out, I would be absolutely uh, thrilled. So freedomain.com forward slash donate. Okay, so I'm going to just <clears throat> dive into a bunch of stuff here. And I will be checking uh, chats. Uh, I will be checking um, uh, on Telegram and, and here. And uh, but But let me just get this, this off my mind. Because this is this is what can help you the most. It's really, really important stuff. Just to understand the world that you live in and, and what's coming. All right. Back in 2005, I started writing and doing podcasts. And the first podcast was, call, was called A Stateless Society, An Examination of Alternatives. It was my first article that got published at Lou Rockwell. And my first, I mean, the, the second podcast I ever did which was sort of a freeform podcast, the first freeform podcast I ever did was explaining the difference between investors and speculators. You've got to understand this difference if you want to understand the economic quagmire, the, the road to apocalypse quagmire that we're all stuck in like a fly in amber in this current semi-fascistic, mostly feudalistic financial system. Speculation versus investment. Okay. So back in the day, I co-founded a software company, and it grew fairly well, like 35, 40 employees, and it's still running, and it was a great software company. We did environmental management software to help big corporations reduce air emissions, groundwater emissions, uh, uh, emissions into the earth to comply regulatorily, to model, do various modeling scenarios of production so that they could reduce emissions and, and all of that. So it was very good for the world, and it, I sold it to many Fortune 500 companies, and uh, it, was a, it was a great product. Anyway, so to get that company started, we needed $80,000. So what we had to do was we had to sit down with people we knew uh, and, and you know beg for money, and the people who invested made a fortune out of the work that we did, but we got the $80,000. Now, when we wanted to get the $80,000, and we got $1,000 here, $2,000 here, maybe $5,000 there, it just took a while, right? And so what we did was we had to sit down, we had to explain our business plan, I had to show them the software, I had to show that there was not, not so little competition that we had to invent the entire space, but not giant competition where we couldn't make uh, a, a dent, we had to show how we were different and how hard it was going to be to reproduce our software, all of this kind of stuff, right? Those people were investors. They understood the business. They understood myself and my talents and my abilities and my focus. And they invested and knew what the hell was going on. And they invested and they hung in there for years and they made 
1,800% within a couple of years on their investment. That's what you call an investor. They're using their own money, usually, and they dig in, they ask questions, they understand the business, they understand the space, they review the marketing, they review the business plan, they query the invest the, the, the principles in the business. That's called an investor. That's a beautiful, wonderful, necessary, essential, amazing, positive aspect of the free market. Those guys are gold. And you can't really get new businesses without them for the most part, right? It's a little bit different now. But so that's an investor. Great stuff. Now, I will tell you something. A speculator is someone completely different. A compl- and, and for me, morally, completely at the opposite end of the spectrum. A speculator is someone who plays the numbers, who buys and sells, who doesn't really know much and just following the patterns and trying to suss out. And, and they're the kind of people who short a stock and then say, oh, I don't think that the stock's going to do very well. The fundamentals just aren't there. They don't, know, they don't know shit about the fundamentals. But they know that if they drive the stock price down, they can make a killing in every sense of the word. These are the people who, you know, they call you up, and I don't know if you've ever been in the business world, or maybe you have these calls at home. These are the assholes who call you up, and they say, you know, we got a once-in-a-lifetime stock opportunity. The stock is going to go through the roof. Can I get your commitment to invest $1,000 or 2000 I mean, anybody with half a brain knows that that's complete bullshit. <laughs> because if you have some sure thing stock thing, first of all, a sure thing is mostly illegal, right? Because it's insider knowledge. And uh, secondly, of course, if you know that a stock is going through the roof, the last thing you can want to do is call up strangers and tell them about it. <laughs> of course, right? So what they're doing is they're saying, oh, the stock is going to go up. Hey, let's call a thousand people and get them to, to buy the stock. Oh, look, the stock went up and we made They don't know anything about anything other than they can drive the price up and then they can sell. Now, of course, you can make money by driving the price up, by pumping a stock and saying it's great and it's wonderful, it's super valuable and so on, which gets people to buy and then it's not based on fundamentals. The people who, like the guy on the phone trying to sell me $1,000 worth of dog shit stock, he's not, he's not doing the same thing that I did when I was trying to co-found a company, which is go to people and say, here's the business, here's my skills, here's the code, here's the marketing, here's the business plan, here's the blah, 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 right? Here's how we know we'll succeed and... Not doing any of that. Hey, this is going to go up. Buy it. That's speculation. You don't know anything fundamentally about what you're buying. Now, as far as the stock market as it stands, I'm not an economist. It's all just my opinion. The stock market as it stands is about 99.999% speculation. People don't know shit about what they're investing in. And I don't just mean the people who dump their money into a hedge fund. I mean, even the hedge fund managers, they don't know. They just look at maybe some broad economic blah, 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 or, you know, they're the business geniuses who say, oh, my gosh, there's a pandemic. International travel is down. Uh, I wonder if that's going to make the airline stocks go down. Oh, there's a pandemic. I wonder how well uh, movie theaters are going to do. Like, this is like, they don't know. They don't know. They don't know. So, now, the battle in resource allocation between investors and speculators is age-old, but speculation has come to dominate the financial markets. Look, the people who invested, you know, the chances of my business 
getting to where it got to, which again, no, I mean, no Microsoft or anything like that, but you know, pretty, pretty respectable, small to medium sized business. The odds of that business getting to where it is, is like one in 10, one in 20, if you're lucky. So the people who threw their money in did it with the knowledge that it should not be their rent money. It should just be, in a sense, mad money, right? So they helped grow a business. They helped the economy. We ended up hiring lots of people. The business sustained and grew. It was really, really a good thing. So they took a risk. They knew what they were doing. There was a significant risk of loss. And that's honorable. That's an honorable thing to do. And it was their own money. So speculation has largely been el- has largely elbowed aside honest and knowledgeable investment. And the stock market is designed for honest and knowledgeable investment. Because most people, most people, me, you, everyone, we should not be anywhere near the stock market. Anywhere near the stock market. I mean, again, unless you love reading profit and loss statements, unless you know what EBITDA means, unless, like, you shouldn't be anywhere near the stock market. I shouldn't be anywhere near the stock market, at least when I was younger. Because knowing an entire business, an entire industry, whether the management is good or bad, whether they're effective or not, whether the business plan can succeed, what kind of competitive pressures there are, what kind of marketing budget they have, it's very complex. It's So knowing what to invest in, how much to invest, in what timing sense, what the valuation of a company. It's pretty technical stuff. But, but necessary is a good thing. Now, let me ask you this, and I'll, I'll, I'll dip into the responses here, right? So let me ask you this. Let's, oh, let's just take the last 10 years. On average, how long is a stock that is purchased held for, on average, over the past 10 years, right? Now, if you're an investor, you will buy some stocks, uh, you will check out the company, you'll be there for at least six months, at least eight months, probably a year. And ideally, you know, if you're investing a couple of years, because it takes, certainly with my business, it took a couple of years for the real growth to hit, right? So let me ask you this, and you, you can reply, I really, really want to see this, Over the last 10 years, how often, or for how long is the average stock that is bought held for? How long is it held for? What do you guys, what do you guys think? (laughs) Right. The weeks, months, people say, oh my gosh. I asked my daughter this and she was like, 18 months, 18 months, you know, to figure out whether the investment is really working out and so on. One year, people say, one to five years. (laughs) Shit, pop quiz, four months, one month, a few days. I've been holding two years so far, 10 plus years, months, six months, two weeks. Right. Okay. Okay. Drop your cocks and grab your socks, because I'm going to tell you, I'm going to tell you how long the average stock is purchased for before it is sold over the last 10 years. Average! is 40 fucking seconds. 40 fucking seconds. Now, that's the average, which means the people who all hold are skewing it way higher. So you got to imagine the number of trades that are going on in the milliseconds, in the dozen seconds, in the 15, 20 seconds. 40 seconds! The average stock is held for over the last 10 years. 
okay? 40 seconds. Yeah, some of you were close, right? Some of you were close. So what does that mean? It means that you've got, and listen, I programmed some of these. I, it's just one of these situations where I just, through coincidence or whatever it is, I just have a detailed knowledge of this kind of stuff because I actually programmed some of these algorithms to sniff out profits, to look for any gap, any differential, to get a haircut, to, to just whatever it is that you could sniff out to buy and sell in these tiny increments. Now, stock trading has become so incredibly competitive down to the millisecond that you can actually, and some companies have done this, you can gain a significant advantage in the market by getting an office closer to the data center. In other words, if you get your data one thousandth of a second earlier, you can make a million dollars more. That's how insane it has become. The vast majority of these trades are done by computers, and computers know nothing about what's being traded. They're not sitting there saying, well, you know, as a COBOL program, I'm going to really need to see the business plan, right? None of that. None of this is all buying and selling, high velocity, sniffing out tiny advantages. And that's why you put out, oh, I think this company's going to do badly, and you've got a massive short. Doesn't that sound odd, right? A massive short. Sounds like a guy under oath trying to describe his penis, right? It's a massive short. But that's why you put out a little rumor and the price dips 5%, you can make a bazillion dollars, right? Dang, I don't even have a cock and it dropped anyway. <laughs> anyway, is Parler completely dead? Uh, we'll see. We'll see. So, Gab is not working, is that right? I love doing Bitcoin swings. Yeah, well, I understand that. I understand that. So, okay, so yeah, they buy and sell millions of stocks in a few seconds to make a penny per share, right? Some companies have set up point-to-point -point wireless links to get a lower latency. I believe all of that, right? I believe all of that. Okay, so, so what the hell is going on with the economy, right? And please, please, for the love of God, do not mistake this for a free market. Do not mistake this for capitalism. Do not mistake this for any kind of buy-and-trade scenario. Because what they're buying and selling, I really want you to understand this. What they're buying and selling is not stocks. It's not dollars. What they're buying and selling fundamentally is a combination of hostages and refugees. Okay, hostages and refugees is what you got to understand about the stock market. The money that's in there, the dollars that are in there, are a combination of hostages and refugees. And I'll explain to you what that means. So the refugees are, and you, you all know this if you've got a little bit of money, right? You've you got a savings plan. They call it, well, in America, it's called a 401k plan. And in Canada, it's called an RSP, a registered retirement savings plan. So you, you put your money into some financial instrument, right? Some hedge fund, some stock, whatever it is, right? Why? Or maybe it's a bond. 94% of the trades have been bonds over the last 10 years, right? So you can say the stock market's kind of undervalued. But anyway... Why do you put your money there? Because it's a refugee from the tax man. Because if you take money, right, you get paid money, and you put it into some stock market plan, some hedge funds, some whatever, right, somewhere in the stock market, the bond market, you, you, you hand it over to financial managers, then you get to escape it from the tax man. So it's not like we want to be in the stock market. It's not like we want to be in the stock market. That's like saying that a lion in a cage at the zoo, man, he loves it here. Why? Well, he doesn't leave. Well, of course he doesn't leave. He's got bars all around him. 
and your money is in the stock market because it's a refugee from the tax man. Now, once it's in the stock market, once it's in one of these, and like I know there's ways of getting about it. I'm just talking about majority of people, right? So once you put it into one of these hedge funds, then it's either locked in because early withdrawals are going to give you penalties, or if you take it out and try and spend it, you're going to be taxed massively on it. So it's held hostage in the stock market. It's a refugee from the tax man, so it's, it's like saying, hey, look at all these zebras running away from the forest fire. I guess they just want to exercise. It's like, nope, they're just running away from the forest fire. So your money is herded at gunpoint into the stock market. And there's so much money chasing so few genuine profit opportunities that my belief is the people who are running these big giant hedge funds, they have no clue. You can't possibly evaluate a company to produce the kind of intelligent investment that I started my business career as an entrepreneur with, right? Like the $80,000 that took people, it took us weeks to, to have the meetings, to, to raise, the, like it takes a long time. And that's just $80,000. I want to say like $80,000 is not a lot of money. It is, although it's Canadian, so it's like, what, 60, 65 US. It's not a lot of money. In the investment scenario, like if you're man managing billions of dollars in a hedge fund, $80,000, like just to invest that took a long time. J and again, I'm, you know, a lot of deals will be bigger, and I'm just talking about the entrepreneurial side of things, right? So if you've got hundreds of millions or billions of dollars, well, I guess you're taking tax advice from Jeff Jeffrey Epstein and paying, what, $143 million U.S. for tax advice. Yeah, no blackmail there. Absolutely none. No question. So all of this money is being herded at gunpoint into the human financial prison of the stock market, wherein, and I've called it for many years, the supercharged stock market. So you have all of this money. It doesn't want to be there. It doesn't want to be there. It's just being herded there because otherwise it gets taken away. As an old joke, so when I was a kid, I had this Englishman, Irishman, and Scotsman joke. So the Englishmen were sensible, the Irishmen were dumb, and the Scotsmen were cheap. And Englishman, an Irishman, and a Scotsman are walking down the street, and a robber jumps out and says, Give me all your money! And the Irishman gives him all the money. And the Englishman writes a check, and the Scotsman turns to the Irishman and says, Ah, here's the 20 pounds I owe you. Because he's got to give the money anyway, so he might as well give it uh, in, in cash before the robber takes it, right? So that's right. So that's what's going on. The stock market is jammed full of all this money that doesn't want to be there. And there's massive profit opportunities in the short run. But it's all speculation because you can't possibly evaluate any fundamentals to invest intelligently given the amount of money that you have. And the reason you have that amount of money is because the government's forcing everyone to invest in the stock market. This is why the money managers and the banksters and the Wall Street class and the financial parasites, this is why they love big government, because big government is constantly delivering them hostages to hold. I mean, can you imagine? If, if, if there was some scenario where I said, well, you either donate to me or you lose all your money. Of course people would donate to me. Or donate to me and you'll only lose half your money. Donate to me and you'll only use half of your money, otherwise you'll lose all your money. So, wow, people must, I'm a, they must really love me because they're doing it, right? You understand, right? 
So that background, I think, is really, really important. Now, I know we've got people of varied financial acumen, and so I'll just touch on, on this briefly, right? So to understand the GameSpot thing, there's a GameStop thing, you've got to understand what a short is, right? So a short is a way of making money when a stock goes down, right? So let's say company X. You think that their stock is going to go down. Okay, so how can you make money if the stock goes down? Let's say that company X shares are worth 100 bucks each. So what you do is you borrow, say, 20 shares, right? So $2,000 worth of shares. You borrow 20 shares, right? And let's say then that the shares fall to 80 bucks from 100 bucks, right? So then you return the shares, but you buy them at the lower rate, right? So you buy them at the lower rate, and they've gone down 20 bucks, right? So you, you only have to spend 1600 to to return it, and you've made a $400 profit, right? So the mechanics of it is interesting, right? But uh, just trust me. <laughs> well, don't trust me. Trust but verify, I suppose. But you can make a fortune when a share price goes down, which, of course, which is why... What happened with GameStop is so fascinating. Um, now, what you're not allowed to do, apparently, unless you're in Congress, it seems like half the time, right? So, Nancy Pelosi, right? Nancy Pelosi bu buys Tesla calls. This was uh, just yesterday. Stands to benefit from new Biden electrical vehicle plan, right? The ability of members of U.S. Congress to buy and sell stocks has been controversial over the years. One of its most prominent members made some purchases in December that could benefit from the new Biden administration. Uh, it was revealed over the weekend that Speaker of the House and California Representative Nancy Pelosi purchased 25 call options of Tesla Inc. The purchases could have been done by Pelosi or her husband Paul, who runs a venture capital firm. The options were bought at a stake price of 500 bucks, expiration of March 18, 2022. She paid between half a million and a million for the options. She bought 20,000 shares of Alliance Bernstein Holdings, blah, 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 right? So President Joe Biden's agenda, he's got a big push for electric vehicles, including lifting the cap on sales, would give buyers tax credits again, and it is advantageous to Tesla. Did she have any possible insight in the knowledge? Well, it doesn't really matter. Because the rules aren't for big people, you know, not for powerful people. The rules are for little people, right? And so, yeah, that's it's a sort of a so that's sort of insider questions, insider questions, right? Uh, boy, you really want to look at something nasty. Um, uh, you can look at uh, Nancy. Uh, Nancy Pelosi's brother and his history with the law, it's pretty unpleasant from what I can see and from what I can tell, right? So you can make money when a stock price goes down, which is why you have a lot of hedge funds in a time of particular economic crisis such as COVID and, uh, you know, the U.S. shedding hundreds of thousands of jobs a month and a lot of the uncertainties coming in with the new administration 
and massive stimulus packages and people sitting at home and a whole reconfiguration of the entire real estate uh, uh, landscape as people leave cities and get out into the suburbs or even out into the country because they're not going back to work in an office ever again, which means money's flowing out of commercial real estate and into um, private uh, or or house-based real estate, all that kind of stuff, right? So there's a lot of, of economic reconfiguration going on, right? Uh, sorry, I'll just stop here and, and make, make sure everyone is um, is coming up, uh, all of this, uh, and right? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Thank you for the reminder. Yes, thank you. Uh, inflation, too, meaning you can't just sit on the money, right? So, yeah, thank you for the reminder. Uh, let me just give you your name here. Wiper TF2. Wait, no, sorry. Aurelianus. Don't forget inflation, too. Right, so you got inflation rate running at... I mean, the real inflation rate is probably 5% at least, right? Because they exclude all of the high inflation rates from their inflation calculations. So, of course, if you have an inflation rate of 5%, you got to put your money somewhere. Otherwise, time just eats it away. Time just eats it away. Like, it's if your, your, your money then becomes like food. You can't just leave it lying around. It's going to go bad, right? So, yes, this is absolutely right. And because the government prints money to hand out to their friends where it's worth maximum value, by the time it trickles down to the poor and those on fixed income, it's been uh, more abused than uh, Justin Bieber in prison. So, yeah, you're absolutely right. Thank you for the reminder. That's another reason why people have to put their money somewhere. You can't get enough out of a bank, and so you've got to put in the stock market and all of that, right? Uh, like with, yeah, yeah, maybe the airlines too, right? Uh, so I've heard Soros bankrupts nations. Is this how he did it? And is it illegal? But when you have that much power, what's legal and what's illegal is, is, is irrelevant. It's irrelevant. So Pelosi bought Tesla. <laughs> uh, uh, Steph, if you get the chance, can you talk about how in a free market the speculator insider trader would be useful? I could, but uh, let's do that uh, another time. Just another time. Okay. So let's. Uh, so once you understand the, you get that you can make money when the stock goes down, right? You borrow it, uh, and then when it goes down, you buy it and return it. And the person who has lent you the shares has, in a sense, transferred the different value to you. Right, so they lent you shares worth a hundred bucks. They're getting shares back worth eighty bucks. So you've made four hundred bucks. They've lost four hundred bucks. That's the way it works. Now this is how insane, how mad, absolutely mad, the economic system is. Does anybody want to guess roughly what kind of shorts were on GameStop as a percentage of its value? Anybody want to guess? Was it 10%, 20%, 30%? Were they betting? Of its value, were they betting it was going to go down? How many shorts from the big, mostly from the big trading companies, how many shorts were on there, right? What percentage? Why are lemons disabled? Uh, because uh, DLive crumbled. Yeah. Yeah, they were shorting about 140% of existing shares. 138, 140% of existing shares. <laughs> right? That's completely insane. It's completely insane. Now, GameStop is sitting on a lot of cash. Uh, you know, they're, they're basically saying there's a one, two, three punch on game, GameStop, right? And so the one, two, three punch on GameStop is 
that malls are dying, coronavirus, and digital downloads of video games, right? You got your Steam, you got a, I'm a good old games kind of guy from time to time. How can you short more than 100%? Well, because you can make whatever financial contracts you want, as long as they're within the law. They don't, not everyone coordinates with each other and says, well, if you do it, I won't do it, right? Everybody just did that, right? So, hard copy games are dead. Yeah, so as far as what happens with GameStop, uh, of course, they used to have this, I'm sure, sure they still do. And what do they got, like 5,000 stores or something like that? So they used to have this thing where you'd buy the game, you'd play it for a while, you'd return it, you'd cycle it around and so on, which you can't really do with digital games. But anyway, so there's this idea, right, that, that GameStop is going to go down in value. And um, I don't, people have sent me some links as regards to the mechanics of it. But um, that's not particularly important, right? Yeah, and they'll move online, and, uh, you know, they're sitting on a lot of cash. They've got a lot of expertise. They've got a lot of real estate. Who knows what's going to happen, right? But, you know, they're not dead. They're not dead, right? I mean, they're, they're facing massive challenges, but they're not dead, right? So, anyway, what happened was there's a Reddit forum. I think it's called Wall Street Bets, and some people started talking up GameStop. Now, <laughs> let me go out on a limb here. And listen, guys. This is real sketchy information. A lot of it is still in flux. And so, you know, please let me know in the chat if I go astray and all of that. Um, and let me just make a note here. I'm just watching various places for questions. No, see, but Blockbuster doesn't have to go that way, right? Uh, Stefan Molyneux wasted his life. Ayahuasca gives you 400 years of therapy in one sitting. That's pretty funny, right? That's pretty funny. Um, stock twits. So, um, hello, H. Sheridan, first time to watch you live. Hello from D.C. Well, very nice to meet you. Thank you for dropping by. Okay, so let me just see here. Yeah, so keep me posted if I have, uh, yes, uh, keep me posted. Sorry, I'm just making notes in the various places where people can, in fact, keep me posted. Okay, so let me just drop this to my second screen. I'm still old enough that a second stream is, a screen is kind of cool. All right. So... Okay, dude, try and stick with the topic. Uh, try and figure, <laughs> uh, stick with the topic. Uh, carpet bomber of truth. They could go the way of Netflix with games. Yeah, absolutely. They could get reselling agreements. They could get, I mean, if I was in charge of, of, of GameStop, uh, they could get reseller agreements with better deals. They could try and figure out some way you could play and then recycle your game when you were done. Like, in other words, deactivate the key, generate a new key. There's tons of stuff that you could do to really innovate within the space, within the sphere. So what happened was there's this place on Reddit where people go to invest. Now, again, not going out on much of a limb here. I'm going to guess that your average 60-year-old fund manager doesn't know quite as much about GameStop as the people on Reddit. Right? I mean, and I got to tell you, it's like the 4chan guys. I know it's a wild, hyperkinetic, bit ADHD energy but the Reddit guys, the 4chan guys, I love this low-key chaos that they are bringing to the scenario. And I'm going to talk about how these guys could save the fucking planet, okay? Like, respect. These guys could save the fucking planet. Like, they've done more to harm predatory Wall Street than years and years and years of 
guys with man buns and goatees and weird tattoos and nose piercing uh, whining about uh, capitalism in uh, Occupy Wall Street. They have done a massive amount to begin to write the incredible imbalance between Wall Street and Main Street. So really, really fantastic. Really, really fantastic. Uh, I know little to nothing about GameStop. Okay, so GameStop is a store. They sell they sell hardware and uh, physical copies of games, and you can trade your games in after you're done. So um, that's uh, important. Live chat on Wall Street bets new is going <laughs> it's going crazy. I I don't I don't I don't doubt it. I don't doubt it. Oh yeah, and they're going to start policing podcasts soon and all that, right? Uh, you understand, I was like the canary in the coal mine, and there was, of course, Alex Jones, who came before me, and I think it all went back to Andrew Anklin. Uh, and um, uh, censorship is is an addiction, right? And addictions don't slow down. They they accelerate, right? So every time you gain power and silence someone you hate uh, and you're a, a shitty person, you get this rush of uh, of dopamine. You get this rush of happy joy juice that just greases a slippery slope to further immorality. So, So... Why is giving financial advice illegal? <laughs> well, because the financial advisors want to keep it that way, right? So, okay, so what happened was people, I think it was a combo of two things. So somebody began talking up, and somebody, I think, with a fair amount of clout, began talking up. I like GameStop, right? I, I think GameStop has an upside. People were saying, I think it's positive. And I think that there's people wanted to make money and they wanted to I'm, – I'm mind reading here, so it's all nonsense, right? But I think obviously people wanted to make money. Now, why do they want to make money? Why are they sitting on a forum where they're, some of them are buying and selling a share, half a share? Like why is it – well, they want to make money because they've been shafted by the boomers, by China, by financial bailouts, by mass immigration, driving down wages, by shitty schools that have them graduate with no skills, by massive lockdowns, by, like, they're just shafted. And they're looking around and they're saying, who the hell's making money? Well, it, people who are making money are people in the stock space. And they say, are they making money honorably and decently and virtuously and with, with great help to the economy as a whole? Hell no. For the most part, they got your money as a refugee slash hostage from the tax man and inflation, which is just another kind of tax. And people were like, wow, wait a minute. Wait a minute. You're saying that if I buy this stock, I can A, make money, and B, screw Wall Street at the same time? Now, has Wall Street ever hesitated before screwing Main Street? Of course not. They run out of money, they run to the government. They get in trouble. They run for regulation of everyone but them. I mean, in one of the greatest financial disasters in the history of the planet, 2007-2008 financial crash, they ran to the government for money. Got trillions of dollars or more than a trillion dollars in bailouts. Yeah, a lot of it was paid back, but still, in business, cash flow is king. It doesn't matter if you're getting a million dollars next month if you can't make payroll this month. Not like you're getting those kind of benefits, right? So I think that there was both the deliciousness of making money by driving the stock price up. And you can publicly find out, and I'm not sure the mechanisms 
by which you do find out, but I understand that you can, this is where they get the 140%. Shorting, uh, like making money uh, only if the game spot price goes down, but you can figure out who has these short positions. Now, if you are caught in a rising stock price and you have a short position, the general wisdom, not my advice, the general wisdom is you can't fight it, you just have to surrender. You have to get on your knees, do some jaw exercises, loosen up your gad reflex, and just take it. You got to sell. Because the amount of money that you can lose, right? Let's say GameSpot is at 20 bucks. You think it's going to go down to 10, but it goes up to 200. (laughs) It means that you borrowed a bunch of of stocks at 20 bucks and now, but you didn't, right? There was no official thing, right? So you said, I'm going to give you X number of GameSpot shares next week. And you're assuming that they're only going to be 10 bucks, but they are in fact 200 bucks. <laughs> so you're off by a factor of 20 from your short and by a factor of 10 from your price. So now what you have to do is you have to go and buy and return these incredibly expensive shares when you were hoping to make money from them going down. And billions of dollars has just been excavated from big hedge funds, big stock trading companies, because they got screwed on the short. In other words, in a sense, and I'm not saying this was the motivation. I have no idea what the motivation was. I'm just right. But in this particular case, Main Street won and Wall Street lost. How often does that? Like, can you remember a time? Can you remember a time? Main Street won and Wall Street lost. Do you know how powerful this is? This is unbelievably powerful all afternoon i'm like oh i can't wait to do this show i gotta do this show it's so incredibly powerful what's just happened because this is just the beginning i'm gonna make a case this is just the beginning just the beginning of a true financial revolution that is going to topple the predatory and parasitical financial classes potentially i'll explain why but all afternoon, I'm like, arr, arr, arr. I was like a dog on a padded policeman's arm. Let me get off the camera. Let me get off the microphone. This is beautiful. <laughs> I must wait. I must wait. I must wait until the time is right, young one. When you can snatch this pebble from my hand, you will be ready to do the live stream. So I waited, and it was not easy. <laughs> it was not easy. It was not easy to wait. Well, so GameStop was undervalued, so a bunch of Redditors bought stock. Well, who knows? Who knows? what Undervalued, overvalued, these things don't mean anything, right? I mean, there's no objective value. There's no objective measure for price. Value is entirely subjective. Just paid my taxes in 2020, and nearly 30% of my income was taxed. 30%, absolutely evil. No, it's much worse than you think it is. It's much worse than you think it is. Because that's just your income tax. Your gas tax, your liquor tax, your sales tax, your property tax, your tax, 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 right? Oh, no, we we live on leftovers. You know, we live on leftovers. 
Slaves got to keep much more of their money. Slaves kept 70 to 80 percent of the wealth that they generated. We get much less than that. It's just slaves were poorer, so they noticed it more. Your ass is taxed. Yes, the donkey tax is, uh, is, uh, is pretty important, right? Do more Federal Reserve money printing. <laughs> that's right. That's right. That's right. I use discounted cash flow analysis combined with technical analysis, and it works well for me. Yeah, I mean, listen, stock picking is mostly bullshit. I mean, they've done so many trials where it's just randomized stuff, like just randomized things. They, they, they have a monkey throw fucking darts at a dartboard with a stock page on it, and it does just about as well as everything else. So stock, stock picking is mostly bullshit. So 30% tax rate is evil stuff. No, 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 it's worse. Yeah, don't come here to feel good. No, we bring you the fe- the reels, not the feels. We bring you the reels, not the feels, right? What do you think a fair flat tax should be? Zero, big fat bagel, nothing, right? Reddit and Discord banned Wall Street bets. Okay, so uh, let's talk about some of the blowback, right? So... Yes, hedge fund managers and the hedge fund managers are complaining that this chaos, you see, it's just chaos. There are people out there buying shares who are talking to each other and and there are forums and, oh, my God, this is the end of the – I mean, come on. It's just complete bullshit because what's happening is Main Street is finally making some money. Now, you could say at the expense of Wall Street, but Wall Street took out these crazy shorts and the price went up. And it kept going up, and they took it in the shorts, right? <laughs> so to speak, right? Okay. Right. And do you know what's been happening over the last couple of years, particularly since COVID hit? you know what, what's been happening? The rich are getting richer, the middle class is getting eviscerated, and the poor is getting poorer, right? It's a K-shaped recovery, as you know. So I'm going to assume that a lot of the people on the Reddit forum are younger people who can't get their lives started. And I, I say this with massive sympathy. There's no, oh, your mama's basement. They say, people like boomers throw this insult at, at people, oh, you're just living in your mother's basement. Because when boomers were young, living in your mother's basement was a choice. But these days, just having a roof over your head often means that, you know, mom is, is overhead doing her <laughs> aerobics or something, right? Uh, that's just the way it is. And and boomers somehow think that it's an insult that they created a world wherein the Zoomers and the millennials can't get their lives started. Oh, you guys are such losers. Or, you know, they'll just grab RVs and reverse mortgage their way into not being involved with their grandkids' lives. We want to travel. Anyway, so the hedge fund managers going insane. And of course, the first thing the hedge fund managers do is they run to the government, of course, right? I mean, this is what was so funny about Obama. Ooh, the big rebel Obama. Obama took more Wall Street money than any other U.S. president in human history. It's one of the things I hated about Trump was that Trump didn't need their money. So, yeah, the SEC, Securities and Exchange Commission, is probably going to get a bunch of regulations passed. They're probably going to harass people. Oh, you are coordinating. This is, this is insider knowledge. And, and they'll try and go after people for, for this kind of stuff because, well, it's, it's like when I had free speech. Uh, on YouTube and, and Twitter and so on. We can't have any of that. We can't have the people actually having a voice. I mean, I was I was getting more live streams than CNN, uh, more live stream people than CNN. So, yeah, people are seeing what happens when the people actually make money rather than the elite financial classes, right? And 
the people who are making the money, they don't have any loyalty. Well, let's put it this way. They have as much loyalty to the financial classes, to the, the banksters, as the banksters have ever had to them, which is, right? Nothing, right? Nothing. So, yeah, they'll probably, oh, wire fraud or insider trading or something or all. They're going to try and go after some people because you've got you to gotta punish people in the same way that you had to punish Trump and Trump supporters for the audacity of actually giving people a voice in 2016. I can't have that, right? You gotta, it's got to be installed. You've got to be voted for. My God. So this is some comments, right? Somebody said, the only fundamental is don't sell naked shorts. Well, you're, I guess you're not hedged in that case, right? So you're just straight up shorts. Don't take infinite risk for finite profit. It's just common sense. It's not our fault a hedge fund didn't realize this. It's not our fault they didn't close their position and eat losses at $30. It's not our fault they didn't close at $40. They did this to themselves. No one held a gun to their head and made them make those trades. They did this to themselves and now, and they are standing by their bad decisions and are now faced with infinite losses, right? Right? And uh, yeah, that's that's true, right? So, you know, if if you've got a short and you think the money's going to, you know, the 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 stock price is going to go down from twenty, right? Maybe you got a short at fifteen. You're hoping to make twenty five percent profit. It's pretty fucking good. And then the price goes up, and and you're like, oh, well, maybe this is the cap. Maybe it's going to go back down again. You know, people had this when uh, what was it, twenty seventeen or whatever, when when Bitcoin crashed you know, from its 20 down to like, what, four or five or whatever, right? And people are like, oh, we're going to go down. They're going to go back up again. Everybody's going to make these decisions. But a lot of these guys hung on to it thinking it was going to peak out. But there's a lot more people in Main Street than there are on Wall Street. Now Wall Street has a lot more money because they got the hostages slash refugees, right? Uh, let's see here. Somebody else said, CNBC is a mouthpiece for billionaires. WSB is our platform. Fuck them. Stay, quote, small and take chunks out of them and make them bleed and beg. They do it to you without a second thought. And that's, that's entirely true. Somebody said, I, turned, I, t- I tuned in to watch their tears. This is, I think, on CNBC. Their tears are making these diamonds shine so bright we're going to need solar eclipse glasses on. <laughs> it's, pretty, it's pretty good, right? It's pretty... Pretty true, right? Pretty true. Yeah, AMC stocks are getting some attention. There's a whole bunch of things that are going on here, right? Whole bunch of things that are uh, are going on here, right? Oh my God, you just explained my boomer parents perfectly. Canadians seem more cucked than Swedes. <laughs> That's possible. Actually. Generation X is going to get the shaft on the stock market that feeds the boomers. Oh yeah, yeah, no, I mean, the boomers have sold out. The next generation, like you wouldn't fucking, well, you guys believe it. You're living it, right? You're living I'm living it. You're living it. Uh, boomers have just completely uh, shafted the economy. Boom, boomers had to work all summer to pay for college. <laughs> yeah, yeah, right. Look at the meme, old economy, Steve. Old economy, Steve, right? We're not taking their money. We're taking back our money. And that is a very, very good way to put it. We're not taking their money. We're taking back our money. Mainstream media is already saying that Wall Street bets is hateful, racist, banned from Discord. Steph, the system will not allow this to happen again. Wall Street bets is up, and I'm reading it now, they say on Reddit. Okay. So, yeah, that is. So let me, let me tell you what, what, why it's so wild. So, yes, 
they will try and stick the regulators on people. They will try and ban forums. I mean, they're not going to just let this money-making for the people actually happen. I mean, that's, that's not what you have power for. That's not why you have regulations. That's not why you pay politicians. That's, you don't do any of that shit so that people can honestly make money, even if it costs you. You want to exist in this protected amniotic sac bubble like some echo chamber ideologue so that you don't face any particular threat from the outside, right? And I'll tell you, man. So this is my personal experience with the money assholes. Personal. Personal fucking experience, right? The company... My company. I won't get into all of the details and the layers of corporate blah, 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 but it went public. Now, the moment we started to go public, all of these people, they began slithering into the environment. Slithering into the environment. Ooh, is there money to be made? Is there public money? Is somebody going public? It's a software company going public. You would, you would see tentacles and, and black smoke coming down the hallway before these people came in. They knew fuck all about what we did. They knew nothing about what we did. But it's like, oh, it's an environmental company. That means the green funds can invest. That means, right? And the money that was floating around, the money that was flowing around, the bullshit that was flowing around was crazy. Now, I fought very hard to get options for my employees very hard i mean like table pounding yelling at people and i'm not much of a yeller at people i mean i'll yell on the but i'm not yell at people normally as you can imagine i yell at the camera but but yeah it was because you know i i knew that it was my particular i was chief technical officer so it was a software company it's the most important position in many ways and you know the coder said we'd all work nights and weekends to come up with fantastic software and it really was amazing stuff amazing stuff um I had come up with a system with my coders wherein we had we automatically generated a complete thin client web interface based upon the thick client windows interface with no additional coding. It was amazing, amazing stuff. So the money people came in and I fought hard for the options and the options kept being delayed and they kept being delayed and it turns out that the options were shit and worthless by the time they came out and these guys had all made a pretty penny and they, you know, in my view, in my opinion, my personal experience, they kind of fucked the employees. They made money themselves, I assume. And uh, it was a zero empathy situation. And it was a kill the goose that lays the golden egg, right? Because what happened was it was really hard for the company to recover from that because people became cynical, right? If you don't, I mean, you you got to go full Fezziwig on your employees, right? To take a, a Dickens analogy, right? You got to go full. Don't be a Scrooge. You got to go full Fezziwig because you want them to maintain their enthusiasm and their positivity for what they're doing. And the only way you can do that is to spread the wealth. It's a selfish, positive, capitalistic thing. The people who come in and make money at the expense of the employees or make money without sharing the wealth with the employees have just kind of killed the motivation of the company. And the company began and I tried to hold on and I even gave people some of my shares and ugh, it was brutal. How am I supposed to lead people when I can't even secure a reasonable part of the success that they themselves generated? The money people did not generate that success. It was the coders, the marketing people, the salespeople, the managers. The fucking cleaning staff contributed more to that business value than the money assholes. 
<sighs> yeah, it's um, it's terrible. It's terrible. It's terrible. Terrible stuff. And people who make money, you know, it's it's like uh, it's like in the music business, right? Like in the music business, you're so happy and enthusiastic to be able to make music and play music and get a record deal, and then all of the money assholes come in and just pillage you, like. Sting's accountant stole millions of dollars from him. Billy Joel had ten, $10 million stolen from him. It happened to, to Elton John. It was just all over the place. Just the, the tentacles and the black smoke and the money assholes come in. And they just, if you're left with your fucking bone marrow and a pair of tidy whities you can consider yourself lucky. If I ever start a business, says... Mr. Squeakers, I'm making it a rule to never go public, at least while I'm there. Yes. 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 Profit sharing worth it as an employee? I, I think so, yeah. I think so. Um, shout outs to cleaning staff people. Well, so <laughs> I don't know if you care about this, but when I was uh, in my, I think about 14 or so, I had, yeah, had three jobs for a while. And one of my jobs, because you know, 15, I started paying my own bills, right? I had no parental unit paying bills when I was 15 and onwards. And so I had a job. I was actually a cleaner. I had, well, one of my jobs was I'd go to this woman's house. She had a lot of dogs. And I would use uh, J-Cloth to get all of the uh, hair off her carpet. And another job I had, I would clean in a doctor's office. I would clean a um, travel agent's office uh, in a mall at night. I remember I would go and listen to the Beatles or... I used to live, uh, I had this, there was this great album, so a funny little side story, it's a great album called Cricket Cops, it wasn't an official album, it was a bootleg of the police live in Australia, and uh, at one point uh, Sting is calling out all the names of the cities in Australia, it actually happened to be the same cities that 35 years later I toured in 2018 with Lauren Southern, uh, it was just one of these funny coincidences, but I used to listen to music all the time while I was cleaning, and sing along, and, and all of that, and um so, yeah, shout out to the cleaners, man. It's a, it's a tough job. It's a tough job and boring as hell. So the corporation is purpose-built for, con for control fraud or control freaks? Didn't John Fogarty from Cleveland Clear Order Rival get sued by money guys for sounding too much like himself? Yeah, probably. 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 Um, and the, uh, I think the, the Beatles uh, – sorry, not the Beatles. Uh, the um, – oh, well, everyone gets sued, right? I mean uh, – Oh, what was it? Uh, the thick guy with uh, blurred lines. He got sued. Um, Sam Smith got sued uh, by the guy from ELO and the the Tom Petty, the dead guy for won't back down, sounding like uh, stay with me or something like that. That's pathetic. Uh, happened to uh, the Eagles uh, as well. Uh, it's pretty. Come on, Steph, just reach out, reach out to Jesus and ask him to give you faith. I battled Antifa to get into your Melbourne event. The guy next to me got punched in the head. Oh, yeah, Melbourne is nuts, man. It's absolutely nuts. Uh, absolutely nuts. All right. Uh, I just want to make sure I get... Uh... Oh, yeah, like, you know, dumb guys rob banks, smart criminals own banks, right? And I'm talking about banks in the central banking context. I think banks are perfectly fine in a free market context, but we haven't had that for over 100 years, right? SEC won't be opening that can of worms over a few billion. You can guarantee that. 
No, but you see, the SEC, like in um, Jesus, in Iceland, they arrested a bunch of banksters over the mess of 2007 to 2008. Listen, I have some sympathy for the banksters about this kind of stuff. The reason why the whole 2007-2008 crash happened was because the government forced, in the name of financial equity and, and egalitarianism and woke bullshit, they forced the banks to lend to unqualified people so they could raise the number of blacks and Hispanics who could take out home loans, right, to, to close all of this equity, and then it turned out to be unsustainable. So it's just the price of wokeness that wokeness destroyed 40% of America's wealth that way. But of course, you can't talk about that. Uh, well, I can, because I've got nothing left to lose. <laughs> I guess Alan Parsons style, right? So um, Spirit sued Led Zeppelin as the first riff in Stairway to Heaven. I think they lost that, though. I think they lost that, though. Um I follow you because of Jesse Lee Peterson. I appreciate you. Well, thank you. I appreciate that. Fan of the ladies. <laughs> Beta. So. Shit, where was I? Oh, no. I lost the thread. <laughs> uh, you've got nothing left to lose. Great song by Alan Parsons. Anyway. So. Let's talk. About, oh, yeah. So, right. So, so nobody in America was charged over the 2007-2008 financial crash. No one. Why? So the SEC is there to go after any small fry who threaten big established financial interests, right? So um, they may go after Reddit people because the Reddit people don't have enough money to defend themselves and may have to plea out. I don't know. I don't know, right? I don't know. All right. Uh, let's just do one or two more questions, then I'll get to what the hell this, this works, right? Avoid the banksters. Buy precious metals and crypto. I've heard worse advice. Oh, yeah, and after it was all done, blacks and Hispanics said it was predatory to lend to black and Hispanic. Well, listen, look, um, understanding some of the complexities of mortgage agreements is not for the faint of heart. And, you know, I won't sign anything I haven't read three times and consulted with a lawyer about. But, you know, we say, wow, I can afford this house without understanding that you may be locked into low mortgage rates for a certain introductory period. And then if the rates go up, you haven't. I mean, it's it can be complicated. And it's not like it's not like the mostly female teachers in government schools teach you anything about financial literacy. I mean, if the average woman understand understood financial literacy, there would be no credit cards, no fucking malls and certainly no bullshit arts degrees. But anyway. I have 40 lemons I can't give to anyone. What the fudge? Yeah, sorry, man. Uh, sorry. Um, I know a lot of people bought lemons from DLive because they wanted to donate to me, and now they can't because DLive yanked a whole bunch of people's donatability because, well, I mean, and if, if, if they do decide to go after these Reddit people for saying they like a stock and, and want to buy a stock, uh, it's just going to further radicalize people. And what's going to happen is if they go after people for this, people are going to get I'm, – I'm, I'm not advocating this. I'm not approving of it. I'm just telling you what the inevitable consequences are. The domino consequences are going to be pretty simple, which is that if they go after or deplatform the Redditors or, or other people on Discord who've been talking about this stuff and making some decent, honest money, if they go after people for this, then – the shitstorm that's going to be unleashed on the financial system beggars description. They are going to go Old Testament on the financial system, and they fucking can. They really fucking can go Old Testament, go totally medieval on the financial system, and I'll sort of tell you why in just a sec. Martin Shkreli got slaughtered by the press and courts. Yeah, 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 yeah. D-Life Band, the number one earning streamer, someone who talks about peaceful farming. 
I'm sure that peaceful farming is now white supremacy, just like making money uh, in the nuke market. They already nuked the Reddit thread. I don't know. I don't know much about the Shkreli thing, but the guy uh, who worked for Google on the cars, he's going to jail, right? <sighs> Something else. All right. Um, is wild gambling on shorts one of the results of low interest rates and MMT? Oh, modern monetary theory? Yeah, so keeping interest rates really, really low, it, um, I mean, it, it, it tumors the, the economy, right? So, you know, growth is good, right? You, you want your cells to grow. You want them to reproduce, not to the point where they become cancerous. I can tell you that from personal experience. It's not super fun, right? So when you keep interest rates really low, you're simply burning the future to buy the present because you'll stimulate a lot of consumption in the here and now, for sure, because interest rates are low. But you tend to reduce the amount of money that because it's being consumed in the here and now, you tend to reduce the amount of savings and therefore investments in capital improvements, right? This is a fundamental question I used to roll around in my brain for fun when I was younger, which is, okay, what the hell is profit? What, what is profit? Is it making more money? No. I mean, a thief can go and invest, you know, 50 bucks in an illegal gun and then go around robbing people. He can make $1,000 in a night. Okay, is that... $950 profit, $50 for the gun, and $950 profit? No, that's not profit, right? That's just straight-up theft, right? So what, what is profit? Well, profit is when you end up with more than you had before, right? So the, the entire foundation of the modern economy was the agricultural revolution that started in the 12th, 13th, the Quattrocento, as it's called, Quattrocento. I think probably a better way to put it. And what happened was... Oh, man, it's a long story. No, you know what? Shall I do it? Shall I not do it? Okay, so basically, I'll, I'll really, really brief story. So what happened was land began to accumulate. Land was getting subdivided and subdivided, and people ended up with these weird tracts of lands that were like scything and ribboning and snaking all over the place. So land got consolidated. A lot of this had to do with the uh, Black Death. A lot of it had to do with uh, land reform as a whole. And so land got consolidated, and smarter people began owning more and more land. Now, the way that you grow an economy is you let smart people control the resources. And by smart, I mean very productive people. Like, you know, the, the phrase a green thumb. There's some people who can just, geez, they, they, just, they just do insane things with land. I've never been much of a grower. I don't really know much. I've, I tried a little bit here and there, like a vegetable garden and stuff like that. But some people are just fantastic at growing stuff. They just have a knack, a talent, an ability, a study, a fascination, an interest, whatever it is, right? They're just great at growing stuff. So what happened when a, a relative free market began to be established in agriculture was that the people who could get the most productivity out of the land could bid the most for the land, right? If you can get $1,000 worth of crops out of an acre— you can bid a certain amount for that land. If you can get $2,000 worth of crops out of an acre, you can bid more for that land because you'll make more money out of it, right? And because land is something you want to be sustainable, you'll let it lie fallow and all of that kind of stuff. Or you'll plant the kind of winter crops that replenish the soil. You'll let the, uh, the livestock fertilize it with their manure and all of that, right? So land began to accumulate in the hands of those best able to maximize its productivity. And that produced the excess food that's necessary for the intelligentsia, that's necessary for an urban proletariat, so to speak, uh, workers and so on. And so the Enlightenment and the Renaissance came out of the excess food production of the early Middle Ages. And it was an incredible thing. Like the food production, you wouldn't believe it, man. Sometimes five times higher, sometimes 10 times higher, sometimes 15 times higher 
And in some places, they actually got a 20-fold increase in the amount of calories that they were able to produce from the same land as the people who owned like 20 times. So, you know, I understand the turn of the last century, 70% or 80% of Americans were involved in farming. Now it's less than 3%, probably closer to 2%. There's more food than ever, as you can see, every time you walk down the street and see people who aren't unable to see their own fucking feet, right? So um, productivity is, is when you just get more out of the same stuff. <laughs> like here, I'm t- I-, I could come to your house and I could tell you this stuff, but here I get to tell it to, you know, thousands and thousands of people over time and all that kind of stuff. Tens of thousands, used to be millions. Well, we'll get that, right? So I'll have a go with huge tracts of land. Right, right. So let's see. I want to see if we get more questions. Let me get to the end, right? In one of your recent shows, you said people wanting something for nothing is good. Can you explain? Yeah, so all evil is desire for the unearned, right? Desire for the unearned, right? If you want a girlfriend and you can't woo her, you'll kidnap her. That's evil, right? You want her company. You want her attention. If you want money but you don't want to earn it, uh, then you'll go and steal it. So um, most uh, evil in general comes out of a thirst for the unearned. However, the thirst for the unearned is, is good. Getting something for nothing is good. Like when I was a kid, you had to get up and turn the channel. Right now you've got remotes. And so you don't have to get up anymore. In other words, our laziness, wanting something for nothing to be able to change the channel without getting up to change it, is a good thing. It's a good thing, right? People didn't want to walk all over town to deliver messages, so they invented the telephones. You get something for nothing, which is a conversation without proximity, blah, 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 right? So, uh, Growers beat showers. <laughs> I've lost so much sleep recently because Steph goes live at like 1 a.m. every time. Oh, I'm so sorry. Let me reschedule that for you. Ukrainian farmers did well for a while. <laughs> yes, they did. Until the Holodomor, in which case the uh, communists killed them by the millions, by the millions. Why are you not active on Gab, Steph? I'm not super active on any social media uh, at the moment for a variety of reasons I can get into another time. But uh... All right, so let me tell you how incredibly, powerfully, beautifully, and dangerously destructive or disruptive is a better way to put it, right? How that is, right? We're all watching the live stream. Live, baby, live. All right, let me just see if uh, any any comments from you people, the lovely people over on Discord and Rhyme. How's the frog pond? Well, kind of frozen, kind of frozen. But it hasn't turned into a full Alex Jones gay bar as yet, so I suppose that's relatively pos- positive. Uh, all right, I don't think anything's, uh, I think everybody's watching the live stream from what they say which is great. What's the canonical chat for free domain? Well, let's try the uh, let's try the Telegram. He changes platforms more often than I change underwear. Dude, you think that's all my choice? Come on, man. <laughs> try, try this empathy thing. It could be really, really cool. It can be really, really cool. Uh, all right. Uh, wait, what? All right, so let's, uh, let's talk about... Oh, wait, sorry. Somebody had a comment over here. Um, is wild gambling on shorts one of the results of low interest rates and MMT? Yeah, well, to somewhat. Yeah, yeah, to somewhat. Somewhat it is the case, for sure. So Pelosi wants 16-year-olds to vote. Well, sure. Yeah, of course. Because when you're young, you're more socialist, right? From each according to their ability to each according to their needs is exactly how families function when the children are young. You don't ask your babies to do the labor necessary to feed them. And this is why socialism feels right. Because socialism is how the family works. 
But the parents work, have the capability to generate income, wealth, and so on, and the children don't work when they're very young, at least, and they need resources, right? So when, when people grow up, they imagine that the government is like the family, and they're like children. And from each according to their ability to each according to their need, it has resonance because most people never grow up. So, I'm a professional poker player. Am I evil? Not if you donate to freedomain.com forward slash donate. I will give you absolution for your sins in return for it. No, you're not a professional. You're not evil because everybody's there by choice. Everybody's there voluntarily. Nobody's initiating use of force and bluffing is not fraud. All right. Steph has so much energy today because of Wall Street bets. I love it. Socialism tends to work better in homogenous small societies. No, 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 no. Socialism does not work because it's violence. It is the initiation of the use of force. You're like, it's like you're saying, well, rape tends to work better, and right? No. It is not, doesn't work better. It doesn't work better. Violence always achieves the opposite of its stated goal, right? Do you remember how violence was supposed to close the gap between the rich and the poor? You remember that? The welfare state, redistribution of income. Violence was supposed to close the gap between the rich and the poor. What's happened? The gap between the rich and the poor has widened right? Violence will always achieve the opposite of its stated goal. If you want a woman to like you and you kidnap her, she's going to hate you, right? So, no. No. Socialist works better in the garbage. No. When it, don't, don't listen to, don't let them own the word. It's not socialist. It's violence. Violence, right? Like, vaccine? <laughs> I don't think so. I don't think so. Experimental biological agent, sure. Vaccine, uh, no. <laughs> so, all right. So here's what's so fucking gloriously dis disruptive about what's happening here. So why are the hedge fund managers so pissed? Well, it's not because they personally have lost money, right? It's because the mystique of the priesthood is being punctured. Because the hedge fund managers take people's money and they say, well, you see, I know a lot about the market and you don't. So you give me your money. I'll take a couple of points and I'll return to you a profit. And, you know, as it turns out, a bunch of completely unsophisticated, self-educated slash uneducated in the eyes of the elite, a bunch of people on Reddit just cost hedge fund managers billions of dollars while making a fortune themselves. A bunch of shit posters outsmarted the masters of the fucking universe. You understand? It's like a tree frog taking down Thor in the eyes of the elite. See, the, the elites do not want their vulnerabilities, their sham and their scam, to be exposed. If these guys are the masters of the universe and should be in charge of hundreds of billions of dollars... How could they be completely outsmarted, outmaneuvered by a bunch of shit posters on Reddit? <laughs> it's a little bit of a tough narrative to maintain, wouldn't you say? Wouldn't you say? Yeah. Yes, it is. So they're going to get these phone calls from people, right? Some pretty rich, powerful people are going to call them up and say, what the fuck? is going on over there. My portfolio just went down X percent. The fuck are you doing? Now, 
uh, the masters of the universe, the hedge fund managers, are they going to say, well, funny story, you know, we took out all these shorts and it turns out there's this forum of people who liked a particular stock. We decided not to sell, sell on the way up and you're out, uh, you know, $3 million. Sorry, man. <laughs> because <laughs> what people are going to do is they're going to say, what? You masters of the universe got outsmarted to the tune of billions of dollars by some shit posters on Reddit and you want me... To let you manage my money? Why don't I just pull my fucking money and join a Reddit forum? <laughs> right? <laughs> right? The, 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 the illusion! The house of cards! The man behind the mirror! The Wizard of Oz! This fantasy that there are people out there who are just fantastic at managing your money and they've got your best interests at heart and they're way smarter than you. You know, like... When I had to have a, a salary gland hacked out of my throat, I didn't do it myself with a spork. I went to a wonderful doctor at the Oklahoma Surgery Center, massively recommended. And he did that shit because I don't know what the hell I'm doing up there, right? I had a lymphoma tumor on salivary gland, right? I had to get that shit hacked out. A little scar still here, and he did a beautiful job. Guy up here in Canada, first of all, he said it'd take months to get it. And, and he was like, oh, you've got to open up your whole jaw. Right? He's like, no, he went up, right? Because he knew what the hell he was doing. When it comes to you, do you clean your own teeth with a, like a nail file and a little blowtorch? I hope not. <laughs> Please don't, right? No. You go to a dentist, right? They know what the hell they're doing. It's tons of times we've got to outsource, you know. I remember dating a woman once who was an engineer, and she opened up my car lid. I had a 98 S70 Volvo. It's my first car. Drove that thing into the fucking ground. Oh, my God. <laughs> when I drove to trade it in, I had to slow down because it kept overheating. <laughs> I had to turn the engine heat on full in summer, and I was, like, swelling like a fucking pig. I had to turn the engine heat on full to drain away because the, uh, the cooling system was shot. Everything was shot. The door locks were broken. I, mean, I drove that thing into the ground. I had to basically push it in for the trade-in value. They said, I don't know if this is, I don't know whether to give you a trade-in value or like charge you for littering. I don't know, man. But um, I remember the a girl I was dating who was a, an engineer. She opened up the the hood of the car, and she's like, you know, when I first was an engineer, you could figure out what the hell's going on with cars. Nobody knows anymore because all sealed off, right? So, yeah, you can't really do your own car repairs that much. You can change your oil and shit, right? You can't really do your own car repairs. You can change your tires, whatever. Not repairs, though, right? So you've got a bunch of experts, right? So these guys are like, hey, man, we got to manage your money because we're super smart and you're just off doing something else. And now they got totally played in two days by shit posters on Reddit. Hmm. I think they've got some splaining to do, right? And you can't explain that. Now, what you want to do, if you're one of these masters of the universe, what do you want to do? What you want to do, I'm guessing, is you want to go and you want to say, oh, I'm sorry, man. You've lost some value in your portfolio. Because the people on these online forums, these Nazis, these alt-right trolls, these far-right extremists, we think that they were colluding together. They might have been breaking the law. They, 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 you, know, we, you know, we can deal with market forces, but we can't deal with a coordinated conspiracy. And that, that's, that's what happened, man. 
It wasn't that we were incompetent. It wasn't that we were greedy. It wasn't that we don't know what we're doing. It's not that we couldn't anticipate any possible unprecedented or, or unpredictable habits or patterns in the market. It's not like we couldn't have gone to that Reddit forum and said, this is serious shit. We better drop our naked shorts right now. Boy, that sounds hot, doesn't it? Drop your naked shorts. All right. Well, my OnlyFans thing is a <laughs> only fan at the moment. Uh, it's me uh, enjoying my ab. So, yeah, they want to go and they say, we've got to sick the SEC on these guys. We got to, they, they, what they're doing is, is wrong and they're, they're Nazis and they're trolls and, and, and we couldn't have predicted and it's basically theft and, and they're, they're, it's illegal and it's immoral. Or they're going to go and make all this kind of shit, right? Because they got to go and explain to these rich people why they lost all this money. Now, it's not enough money that it threatens the fundamentals of the financial system of bullshit that we live under, right? This house of cards, fake money fart bullshit that we live under. So they can't just run to the government. Well, what they can do, of course, is they can, oh, we got to stop trading, man. We got to stop trading this shit because, you know, AMC and GameStop, they're going way too high. Oh, I think we got some technical problems. We got to halt the trading. We got to, right? Because they want to staunch the bleeding, they want to cut their own losses in a way that you can't do on a blockchain. Can't halt trading on a blockchain. Bitcoin, my friends. Bitcoin, Bitcoin, Bitcoin. So, Reddit is like a church choir compared to Fortune. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know, man. These chaos agents, these disruptors, are absolutely necessary. You know, for every evolution to occur, any evolution to occur, you gotta occur, you gotta have mutations in the genome, right? Most mutations are negative, but you need them to get to the positive mutations that have produced this neofrontal cortex that allows us to have this whole conversation. You understand? So you you you, you gotta have chaos agents to have progress. You don't get to the modern world without the Loki's of people disrupting what was. What was? Was it fifteen? Fifteen was it uh Coffee first came to Europe, 1517. Martin Luther started the Reformation, something like that. Watch out for those caffeinated pastors, as the, uh, as the video goes. So, I'm 50-50 with 4chan. But that's the whole point. That's the whole point, you understand, of this chaos agent. Yeah, a lot of it is negative garbage crap. So... Who cares? That's how you get progress. Uh, no, I've got one more thing, and then we'll be open questions, right? Bitcoin left me a long time. <laughs> right, right, right. I'm just going to have a quick look here. This is absolute gold. No, no. So don't, don't insult my speeches. It's not absolute gold. It's Bitcoin. It's absolute Bitcoin. Little people coming together against Wall Street like this is so beautiful. It really, really is. It really, really is. The hedge fund managers aren't mad about the money loss. They're furious about losing power. Yeah, of course. They've been exposed. They've been exposed, right? Philosophers are chaos agents. Not quite. Not quite. Because chaos is when you're kind of shitposting and uh, philosophers, the right philosophers, good philosophers, are reasoning from first principles and they're attempting, like those physicists take your personal principles and expand them to the universe. And that's how we get science and modernity and all of the great stuff from air conditioning to computers to TCPIP to probes going past Jupiter and shit like that. So a physicist will take 
you know, the old apple falls on Newton's head. Oh, gravity, right? So you, you, you grab a ball, you open your hand, and it drops to the earth, right? And, and that's your personal thing, and, and you experience that, you know that, you understand that. And a physicist, a good scientist, will say, okay, so that's part of a universal principle. It's not just that the apple falls or the rock falls, it's that we're falling around the sun, the sun is falling around the center of the galaxy, the moon is falling around the earth, we're actually falling towards the center of the earth, but we're blocked by the earth, the surface and all that. So he just takes your personal experience and universalizes the shit out of it, right? And that's how you get the modern world. That's how you get universal rights. That's how you get um, second law of thermodynamics. That's how you get, and you take the speed of light being constant, right? There's a foundation of modern relativistic Einsteinian physics, right? Take the speed of light as constant. Say, oh, the speed of light is constant. Let's build around that. E equals mc squared. Let's build around that. So you take your personal experience and you universalize it, and that's the modern world in terms of science. And all I do as a philosopher, fundamentally, is I take the non-aggression principle, which we accept in our daily life. We tell the kids, don't hit, don't steal, don't lie. Hey, what if we just universalize the shit out of that? What if we just extend that to everything and everywhere and all the time? It's like taking your apple and making an entire cosmology which takes the Earth out of the center of the solar system, puts the sun at the center of the solar system, and we're just whirling fallen dervishes, right? That, that's how we understand what the universe is. We take our personal, we universalize it. No exceptions. No exceptions. Everything falls. Everything rotates. And the universal laws are constant across the universe. Same thing with the non-aggression principle. What if we just have this non-aggression principle, which we all accept in our personal lives, like a rock falling, we all know it falls. What if we just take the non-aggression principle and universalize the shit out of it? Well, the you understand that universalizing gravity, universalizing momentum, universalizing the laws of physics took the Earth out of the center of the solar system, which fundamentally destroyed the power of theocracy and aristocracy, gave us the modern world, gave us modern science, gave us an end to slavery. Take the non-aggression principle, extend it to everyone and everything, universally preferable behavior. It's a whole free book. I've written about all of this. You just universalize it. And it gets rid of governments. Governments violate the non-aggression principle. If the non-aggression principle is universal, governments can never be justified. That's how we know what we need to do is find a way to outgrow government, right? So, Stefan, is there any chance at all that Biden-Harris could regulate or hurt Bitcoin? Well, of course there's a chance. Yeah, of course. Of course there's a chance. Don't forget to talk about what will happen if Wall Street attempts to take out Wall Street Bets, the Reddit forum. Okay, okay, so they're already trying to tie this whole thing to Gamergate. Yeah, of course, it's got to be white supremacy, misogyny, anti-Semitism, blah, 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 right? So, okay, let me tell you why this is so fucking important. When Wall Street controls the rules, which they do through donating to politicians, which they do through supporting the regulations that force your money into their tender, loving care through inflation, through tax breaks, through punitive taxes if you take your money out of their tender, loving care. When they control the rules, they are the masters of the universe. Like, this is a phrase that goes back, I think, to Tom Wolfe, Bonfire of the Vanities, called the masters of the universe. And I knew these guys. I knew these guys. When I worked, I was, sorry, I was a computer programmer uh, on a trading floor at a pretty major institution. And... 
I would sit with these guys. I would chat with these guys. Occasionally, they'd let me join them for lunch. And, and they're just fascinating perspective. I'll do a whole other show about this. But they really opened my minds as to how fucking infinitely greedy and cold-hearted some sons of bitches and daughters of bitches can be, right? So the masters of the universe, why are they called that? Because they run the show. They control the rules. They make it all happen. And they win. And they win. They got the fastest data centers. They got. They own the most politicians. They write the most regulations. Called regulatory capture, which means any industry you try to regulate, you got to hire people from that industry. They have allegiance to that industry, and they will write regulations favorable to that industry at the expense of the general economy. That's just basic 101. Power corrupts, right? Anybody who doesn't understand that is not even worth talking to because they can't even fucking tie their shoes together, right? Well, they probably can tie their shoes together and then fall on their knees when they run. So they're called the masters of the universe. Well, who is the master of the universe? It's God. God created the rules. God created and runs the whole show, right? So they're called masters of the universe because they control the rules. They control the variables. They got the inside skinny on the Fed. They got the inside skinny on interest rates. They got the inside skinny on money supply. These guys, you know, it's the old George Carlin line. It's a big, it, it, it's a big club, but you are not in it and neither am I. Right? All these guys know all of the leading financial indicators. In my opinion, I don't have any proof of this, just what I believe, and it stands to common sense. This is how power works. It's not that people are corrupt. It's just this is how power works. So they know all of this shit long before you do. Long before you do. So when the Federal Reserve creates money out of nothing by typing whatever they want in their own fucking bank account, when they create money, they hand it out to their buddies. And those buddies can spend that money at full value, and by the time it trickles out to the poor, as I said earlier, it's vastly reduced in its value. So they get to spend at a dollar, at a dollar's value. By the time it trickles down to you and it's gone back and forth and the erosion of value has occurred, you're getting 50 cents, 60 cents maybe. They just stole half the dollar and they got to spend it first. Right? So it's the old story that uh, if, if you owe the bank $10,000, you're in trouble. If you owe the bank $10 million and you can't pay... If you, like, if you owe the bank 10000 you can't pay, you're in trouble. If you owe the bank $10 million, and you can't pay, the bank's in trouble. And you understand banking is a completely screwed-up industry in many ways. It's tough enough in the free market, right? But a bank maybe makes, in the free market, a bank might be 1% or 2% on a loan, right? Which means for every 50 loans, they all have to work perfectly. And if one fails completely, all the profits of all 50 are wiped out. Or 99, right? So it's, it's a tough business. It's a tough business, right? Okay. What do we got here? I just want to make sure. Biden is going to grow the government like now. Uh, no one since FDR. Yeah, that's true. For sure. For sure. Start a family, have a bunch of kids, grow your own food, build a community, get out of debt. Yeah, I think that's pretty decent advice. Okay, so let me uh, let me tell you how incredibly powerful this is. What 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 just happens is why I'm so pumped tonight. And apparently, pumped means swearing like a sailor who just dropped a jellyfish down his pants. Ha! Huh, come on, we've all been there, right? So here's what's so incredible. Predictability and reproducibility is the essence of making money 
as a financial manager, right? So you have to be able to predict what the market is going to do in a reproducible manner, right? The fewer variables, the more money you can make, right? So a variable, one variable being, oh, shit, we ran out of money. That's a variable, right? But you control the variable by running to the government and getting a trillion dollars plus in bailout money, right? Oh, shit, uh, people are competing with us. Oh, well, we'll just license everything and, and you can't start up a bank and all of that, right? Because there's all these regulations, right? They don't like to ban things. They just like to make it progressively more difficult to do anything, right? Like America, theoretically, uh, y'all still have a First Amendment, free speech. It's just, it's just become progressively more and more difficult to say anything without getting banned, right? Anything that matters, anything that could actually change things. You can say Dems are the real racists all you want because it doesn't change anything, right? But you start talking about the important stuff, the actual stuff, like who runs society, uh, IQ issues, all of this kind of stuff. Well, then, then you're in trouble, right? So you, you kind of theoretically have, like there's the rights you have in theory and the rights you have in practice, and there's no First Amendment in America. There's no, I mean, practically speaking, I mean, you can't even publish a story about Hunter Biden prior to the election without it getting suppressed, right? I can't even make reasonable, peaceful, scientific arguments without getting yeeted off, right? So you need predictability. Now, the more variables you control, the more money you can make. The more variables you control, the more money you can make, right? That's pretty clear. Now, why... Was there 140% of GameStop stock value in shorts, mostly naked shorts, non-hedged shorts, where you didn't take a contrary position just to balance out the risk, right? Because that shit works. They control the variables. They control trillions of dollars. They control largely the media. They can, oops, let things leak. They can talk about their positions, and they can drive up and down the price of stocks, you know, with some not total predictability and blah, 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 right? You know, it's like when I was a kid, you know, it's like, oh, these, these stock ticker prices are always delayed 15 minutes. Like, why? <laughs> why? Why? I mean, that's not how the weather works. They don't say to the people, oh, well, there's a big storm coming. Let's tell our friends first, and then four hours from now, we'll tell everyone else. <laughs> Can you imagine? <laughs> It'd be funny. Oh, no, a tornado's coming. Well, we got we to gotta get the fuck out of Dodge here, man. And we don't want the roads clogged up. So, you know, we'll just tell our friends and we'll quietly get the hell out of town. And then four hours from now, just to be responsible, we'll broadcast it to everyone while we're, we're already out, right? Like edging to the lifeboats long before you tell anyone else that Titanic's going down. So it's always kind of funny. There's stock delays. Stock ticker is always delayed at least 15 minutes. Why? So the assholes can make money and you can't, right? It's pretty simple, right? So, like, to be a licensed stockbroker, to get access to the stock, it's all bullshit, right? You should be able to buy and sell whatever the fuck you want. You should be able to buy and sell voluntarily whatever the fuck you want. That includes drugs and prostitutions. From a, I don't like it from a moral standpoint, but from a non-aggression principle standpoint, yeah, it's totally legitimate, right? But, of course, you know, what is it? A third of Americans now need little permission slips from the government to make a fucking living because it's like this, oh, you, if you want to you braid... Here on a beach? Sorry, that's going to be 300 hours of training for you because I can't compete, right? Oh, yeah, and hate speech, right? So GameStop, Discord bans the R Wall Street Bet server. It was banned following repeated warnings for allowing hate speech. 
Uh, hate speech is total bullshit, right? By the way, there's no such thing. There's no such thing. Speech you hate is not hate speech. And if you're going to talk about hate speech, like speech which leads to violence and death, talk fucking communism. 100 million people dead? Yeah, that's quite a few. And that was just in 83 years, from 1917 to 2000. It's even more since. That's hate speech, man. If you're, not, if you're not banning communists, don't fucking talk to me about hate speech, okay? It's bullshit. And of course, if you want to get someone taken down for hate speech, all you do is you create a bunch of bots or get a bunch of people in Thailand or wherever the hell it is to go and type horrible things. And oh my gosh, hate speech, and boom, it's gone, right? It's bullshit, right? Yeah, hate speech is free speech. Yeah, of course. Of course. Racism is a false narrative as well. Well, you can talk to Jesse Lee Peterson about that. He's very good on that kind of stuff, right? So here, here's the thing, right? Why did they all have 140% naked shorts, largely naked shorts on GameStop? Because it works. Because they control the variables. Now, in this particular instance, they did not control the variables. Now, their first knee-jerk response is not to take responsibility and say, well, you know, we had a pretty good run, but, you know, obviously the people have a right to buy and sell stocks as they see fit. They're allowed to say that they like stocks, and there's no evidence of some central coordinated Soros-type thing or anything like that. So, yeah, you know, you take your licks, you learn your lessons, you go home, you come back, you live to fight another day, you learn, you do better, blah, blah, blah. They don't want any of that shit. <laughs> of course not. They're addicts. Addicts to money. Addicts to power. Addicts to status. Addicts to control. Addicts. 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 And addicts always double down, like the left. They don't learn lessons. And they view any interference with the acquisition of their addiction. They perceive that as a violent attack. Look, if you've ever had to stand between an addict and his drug of choice, whether it's sex or drinking or drugs or status or money, if you've ever tried to stand between an addict and their drug of choice you know what kind of brutal violence can result. They view, and, and you know, from a certain neurophysical standpoint, they're not totally wrong. They, they view the withholding of the drug as a form of torture and the amount of bottomless, petulant, childish insult to children rage that erupts from people who are denied whatever controls the rampaging insecurity and self-hatred that the addiction covers up, they will rage. They will learn nothing. They will lie. They're emotional terrorists, addicts as a whole. And, of course, they're going to start likening this as financial terrorism and so on, right? So they love having money to control. They love having the power. They're loving having the status. They love the hobnobbing. They love the fine food, the fine wine. They love the, the, the power corridors of power that they can bribe their way into through donations to politicians. They love all of that. They love that stuff. Why? Because they're hollow and empty inside as human beings. They're barely robots, right? So... We have had the introduction over the last two days why I'm so pumped about this incredible thing that Reddit has done. It's now there's a variable that as yet, as yet, they can't control. Now, they can try and drive it underground. They can ban this shit. But you know, when some guy turned $50,000 into over $22 million, I don't think a ban is going to stop people's interest in that shit. They're going to find it. They're going to search it out. If they've got to go dark web, if they've got to go tour, if they go whatever, they'll find a way. They'll find a way. You know, this banning shit is so ridiculous. I mean, uh, it's so pathetic. It's so retarded. So, again, I don't want to say childish. It's an insult to children. But, you know, it's, it's like there's a, a waterfall coming down a mountain and you dam it and you think, well, that's it. It's just going to stop. No, it just finds another way, finds another way, finds another way, right? So this is a new variable. 
that they can't just print their own money as the result of controlling all the variables, right? So now, if they want to take a massive naked short position on some stock, the Reddit factor is going to be there. Ooh, what if? Right, because now a short is going to be, instead of a license in a sense to print money, metaphorically, right, a license to print money, a short is no longer easy profit because a short could be a flag for investors to bid up the price of the stock. So why were so many people putting so many shorts on GameStop? Because it worked. It worked in the past. It was expected to work in the present. Boom, tons of money. Ooh, the exact opposite happened. Exact opposite happened, which means now every time they want to short shit, they got to worry about who they perceive as as assholes on a forum bidding it up. They don't like that very much, right? They don't like that very much. They don't, they don't want an even playing field. They don't, want, they don't want you to make money. They want to make money from you. They want to make money off you. They want the friends of the government to hurt at gunpoint trillions of dollars to their tender care. They want to control all the variables. They want to have the fastest service. They want to have the most protective regulations. They want you to be helpless, confused, baffled, bewildered, so they can suck the bone marrow out of your children's financial future. Sorry, that's an insult to vampires, who at least provide reasonably raunchy entertainment for middle-aged women. Billionaires shorted GameStop and Reddit users bought GameStop stock, raising the price and fucking over the billionaires. Quite true. Quite true. So we have a new variable. And now begins the game of cat and mouse. And now begins the game of cat and mouse. The cat, game of cat and mouse goes like this. There will now be a massive scan of hedge fund managers' financial strategies to look for weaknesses that signal a productive countermeasure. Right, So if there's excessive shorts, people were like, hmm, if these people are betting the stock price is going to go down and we drive it up, we make a fortune, they lose a bunch of money. Now, it's not going to be about shorts because success is failure, right? As soon as that strategy is figured out, people will have to change the strategy. But now that billions of dollars have been made and lost because of this one particular instance where a short was considered to be a valid reason to drive up the price, there's going to be a game of cat and mouse now that has not occurred before, to my knowledge. Again, I'm not an expert in these areas, but there's going to be a game of cat and mouse, and that cat and mouse game is whatever you assholes are doing, if we do the opposite, we're probably going to do pretty fucking well. But whatever you assholes are doing, we'll do the opposite, and we'll probably do pretty well, right? Now, that is a game of cat and mouse that has not occurred before that I know of. This is Tim Pulgay. I don't know. <laughs> Why would I care? Um, so now we have a game of cat and mouse. So the big ticket financial guys are going to start using the power of the state because they're up against a collective Loki intelligence. Now, here's the thing. This is, this is why success is failure in life. Why was I kicked off? Because I was so fucking successful, right? Success is failure. Now, the people who are drawn to 
these exalted, heavily protected, heavily regulated, heavily shielded from competition kinds, they're, they're weak people. Right? Strong people don't need to cheat in contests. Competent people don't need to cheat. They're weak people. They have a lot of state, like politicians. Politicians are not smart people as a whole. There are some exceptions, right? But in general, they're not smart people. Certainly on the left in particular, right? Because it takes a particular stupidity to think that you can live someone else's life for them better than they can themselves. So they're weak people, unused to pushback, unused to competition because they've used the power of the state to shield themselves from competition and their own bad decisions for a hundred years. Not obviously the individuals in power now, but this is the, the family issues. They're, like, it's, it, they're weak people. And now they're going up against weaponized, decentralized, hostile shit posters. Right? I mean, it's a pretty strong an argument to make that not only was Trump memed into office, but these stock valuations are memed into existence. Now, <laughs> I never take on decentralized chaos brilliance. Never, ever take on decentralized chaos brilliance. You can't ever win. And so the strongest force in the financial universe right now is decentralized chaos intelligence. People informing each other, people who have a shitposting attitude, people who relish the idea of taking their money back, as this person put it, from people they perceive have taken money from them. There's a moral cause, there's a financial cause, there's a not-much-to-lose cause, and there's a leanness and agility and brilliance that comes out of living an unprotected life. If you ever want to make a group, a race, a, a gender, if you ever want to make them weak, protect the living shit out of them. It's like putting your arm in a cast. You won't get any bug bites, but your arm muscles are going to turn to fucking jelly, right? So you, you understand. Financial control, regulation, authority, power, all of this bullshit that goes on with central banking and, and stock trading, it, it, it's like having a cast on your arm. You feel strong, but you're weakening on the inside. It's like going up into space. Your bones weaken out, right? Your bones weaken out. And so you've got all of these people who have probably grown up in privilege. A lot of this Wall Street shit is kind of hereditary, if that makes any sense. And you've just got people who aren't strong. They are not strong. They are not strong. They are not strong people. And now they're going up against decentralized chaos intelligence, which is like central planners going up against the free market. It's like government troops going up against an insurgency. <laughs> Somebody just posted this on Wall Street Bets. Hello, I am Jeffrey Dahmer, reporter with Wall Street Journal. How can all of, all of you white supremacist racist bigots do such a thing? The stock market is sacred, not a game to just be played like Call of Duty. Your actions have real-world consequences. You guys are racist, bigot, no sex, having lifeless demon. Thank you. <laughs> uh, 
Uh, the Democrat women all wore expensive pearls for their victory over Trump. This displays exactly why they're in the business. So, okay, so uh, leftist women, right? Um, so women as a whole, they have a tough time believing that resources are finite because they can get guys to buy drinks for them all night. They can get guys to take them out for dinner. They can get guys to buy them shit, take them on vacation. So for the, there's this kind of like, well, money is just limitless and, and your feels get you money, right? Because men want to date them, have sex with them, maybe marry them, and so they'll pay them lots of attention and buy them lots of things. So for women, uh, feelings translate into infinite resources. For a lot of women, a lot of women are smart about this stuff, but uh, some some not so much, right? Whereas for men, we got to work for everything. we got to work bloody hard for everything. So we know that resources are finite and human desires are limitless. So... So, this is the beginning of a cat and mouse game. And the cat and mouse game is going to be the people who are weak in mind and spirit. They'll be very intelligent, but they're weak in mind and spirit because they've been weakened by having their arm in the cast of state protection going up against, um, like in a very real sense, like highly weaponized, highly motivated, moral chaos agents. And in a sense, like you, the money that the Reddit guys are playing with is their own money. So it's like their own life. The money that the hedge fund managers are playing with is not their money. And it's money that's been conscripted by the state to be put into their care. So the analogy is some government general with a conscripted army versus a highly, mo highly motivated local insurgency movement. History always shows that the government conscripted army will lose in the long run. Now, they don't go down without a hell of a fight. But, yeah, the fact that uh, this battle is on is absolutely fascinating. Because what if, what if, like, holy shit, you guys got to picture this. What if billions and billions, tens of billions, and perhaps even hundreds of billions of dollars flow from the moneyed classes to Main Street? Holy shit. That, that's staggering. What if the cat and mouse game is on and the predatory financial classes, and by predatory I simply mean that they use the power of the state and they profit from the hostage taking of your money by the state. What if the predatory financial classes start getting outmaneuvered by the decentralized brilliant chaos agents, which they will, I believe. I mean, they can really, really try and come bring the hammer down hard, but that's only going to triple people's resolution to oppose them. What if the money that has been flowing out of the middle class up to the financial, the money classes, what if the predatory exploitation of the uber bourgeoisie is reversed and the money begins flowing back to the people? This, you understand, that could be, of course, metaphorically, the tip of the spear of the tide turning oh my god that's such a hackneyed phrase i'm so sorry i used that that's 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 hackneyed as uh, uh we're on the right side of history and shit like that so but this is where the apogee could be happening this is where the ball could begin to do the money could begin to return to the people the money could begin to return to the people and this is why the hedge managers they probably don't know this intellectually but this is why they're freaking the fuck out because they just got outmaneuvered 
Billions of dollars flowed from the money classes to the people, to the Main Street people. Now, they were outmaneuvered in the way that the military-industrial complex and the political classes were outmaneuvered in 2016 with Trump. So they'll respond, and they'll respond hard. But I think this genie's already out of the bottle. And it's going to be very red-pilling for a lot of people to see this kind of blowback occur. Oh, my God. Some actual normal people I might know made some money off the stupidity, arrogance, and blindness of the moneyed classes? Fucking A. Fucking A. I mean, I'm a rank, rampant populist in this sense. Yes, let's get the money back to the people. God, yes. Absolutely, let's get the money back to the people. That's what it's for. The people made the money. It's not like assholes in red suspenders tapping away on imaginary neural net Excel spreadsheets that are making the money. They're not making the money. They're just moving the money. Jesus. The money might go back to the people. Now, can you imagine what it's going to do to the economy if the money goes out of champagne and fucking yachts and caviar and goes into Main Street where people buy and build shit for real. <sighs> Hell of fucking Lula. Sorry, that was probably infinitely blasphemous. Hallelujah, brothers and sisters. A to the men. Hallelujah. Let's start Legally, peacefully, voluntarily, tradingly get that fucking money back. You know, let me just, I, let me be totally unprofessional, step away from the computer for a sec, because something I want to read you guys. Hang tight. Oh, yeah, baby. The money will go back into high IQ babies. Yeah, it could be, right? Could be. All right. So, why is this happening, right? Yeah, so TD Ameritrade, it's kind of funny, right? TD Ameritrade was, please be aware that unprecedented volumes today may be causing limited access to the TD Ameritrade mobile app. Please consider using our website or other platforms. Mike Cernovich said, no one believes this. No one. Uh, Chief Andrew Gruel said, the GameStop story and the coverage slash response Nasdaq's threat to halt trading illustrates the fact that there is a set of rules for one class and if anyone else tries to make money off that system, they will be chastised by the big dogs. What happened to the free market? Uh, um, somebody named Chiron said, this, this is what it's all about. So, this is, um, do you think Bernie bros are for this or against it? So, there are some Bernie bros, some socialists who, like, you know, they care about the poor and all of that. Now, of course, if they cared about the poor, they would be defending the shit out of me because I helped more poor people through my advocacy of crypto than most people will throughout their entire life of charity. But they don't care. So some of them are genuinely just misinformed. They care about the poor, but a lot of them are just like, I hate success, right? And, uh, socialism is more about hating success because you don't understand IQ rather than uh, helping the 
uh, poor. That's an old, it's not even my insight. That goes all the way back to uh, George Orwell, who said uh, that he realized that the leftists were motivated by a hatred of success rather than a love for the poor. So uh, here, somebody wrote on the Wall Street bets, read it. Poor as dirt, $40 in my account after paying rent. You boys are helping me put food on the table this week. This person wrote, I don't have any super crazy gains like some of you guys. I'm living paycheck to paycheck and was left with $40 in my account after paying my bills for this month. I was worried about what I was going to do this week as my pantry was empty. I took a bet on you guys and dumped it all into GME and was only able to get half a share. But I managed to turn it into 200 bucks and was able to treat myself with some name brands at the store. I haven't had this much to eat in a while. Thank you, autists. I appreciate you all. Somebody else wrote, I can now write my mother a check and put my sister through Lyme's treatment. This has been a very rough year, but I'm so thankful for every single one of you. Somebody else wrote, thank you all. My wife was diagnosed with MS recently, multiple sclerosis, I assume, and my bank account had only about 1400 bucks in it. Robinhood let me do an instant deposit of $1,000, so I figured, what the hell, I have nothing to lose at this point. If they're going to give me an out, I'm going to try to take it. Bought the only contract I could afford for this Friday and went to spend some quality time with her. Just sold this morning, right? So, yeah, these are people who are, they need the money, man. I, 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 I completely understand that. I completely and totally understand that. Of course you need the money, right? Of course. <laughs> There's a little meme here. Um, where is this thing? Oh, yeah. Robin Hood traders with $600 stimmy checks is the... Uh, that's the uh, Terminator and the hedge funds are the little girls hiding under the desk, right? It's a combo of uh, Terminator and Jurassic Park, right? So, yeah, there's a lot of people who are getting money because of all of this, right? Ron Coleman wrote, A friend writes wondering how all the retail brokers just happened to go offline this morning. Possible class action suit? If you ask me, they were preventing retail from buying on the open, possibly to help Wall Street cover their short positions. Pretty important, right? Pretty important. Former SEC chair calls for an agency investigation into online stock trading platforms and likens them to the way social media takes advantage of users' behavioral psychology. Dear, oh dear, oh dear, right? And so this is why, right? Coronavirus has been, well, I mean, I said that the real virus is communism. Coronavirus is just how it spreads, right? So a study shows that those making more than $100,000 per year found their salary and net worth increased during the pandemic. Those making fifty to 100000 a year saw an income drop. Those making less than 50000 a year saw a staggering decrease. Shutdowns have decimated the less fortunate. Oh, yeah, no, the, the coronavirus has been rich people bragging about uh, how much food they can order poor people to deliver them. It's just, uh, it's absolutely brutal. And the, the people who are like, oh, it's no big deal, it's no big deal. It's just one of these bullshit status things that people do. Uh, that is just reprehensible, absolutely reprehensible. All right. Um, Bernie Bros are definitely for this, the genuine ones at least. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, no, I mean, uh, the, the best thing that we could do to help the poor would be to liberalize this. And also you got to get rid of corporations. Corporations as, I don't mean like the people making money in a business, but corporations are legal fictions invented by fascists to protect the ruling classes from legal consequences of their own bad behavior. Uh, it's just crazy. It's just crazy. 
This is my favorite story. I don't know what that means. Sorry. Elizabeth Warren says, we need to look into this. <laughs> How many hedge fund managers were on the phone today screaming at Mitch and Nancy? Well, I assume all of them, right? Help Wall Street should never be in our vocabulary. Yeah. I called it. Called it government intervention. Well, that wasn't too tough to figure out, right? Government wants their cut and the rich will use them. Well, the other thing too, of course, right? The government likes concentrated wealth because it can tax it at a higher rate. And concentrated wealth is where you get these $50,000 a plate dinners. It's where you get the fundraising. I mean, this is an unholy, like the union of business and corporations, which is what's going on in the West is technically fascism, right? So Robin Hood finally living up to its name. <laughs> right, right. AOC likes what's happening. The only time I agree with her. Yeah, well, I mean, so, you know, she wants to help the poor. And, you know, frankly, who doesn't, right? I mean, it, it's a nice thing to help the poor. And a lot of times it's not the poor's fault that they're poor, right? I mean, um, success in a complex job is predictable by IQ at 80%, right? 80% of your success in a job is IQ, and IQ is 80% genetic by your mid to late teens. It's even higher after that, right? So it's not a short person's fault who's not in the MBA, and it's not people who are less intelligent. It's not their fault. It's not like they did something wrong or they're morally at fault or they're bad people. I mean, they're full human beings, full rights and all of that. Of course we want to help. Of course we want to help. And the best thing we can do, we can't give people IQ points very easily, but we sure as hell can give them wisdom. And this uh, particular situation where money is flowing back from the predatory classes to the productive people, whew, I mean, the Marxists should love this kind of shit, right? But of course they don't. Is morality subjective? You say prostitution is immoral. What does that mean? So uh, prostitution is immoral insofar as it's not evil. It's not evil because it's not a violation of the non-aggression principle to pay a man or a woman to have sex with you. But the reason it's immoral is that prostitutes almost invariably come from a situation where they were raped as children, sexually abused in truly horrendous ways as children. A lot of famous people, a lot of stars are that way as well, right? Like, why do people become good actors? In other words, why don't they care? Why can they act normal when people are looking at them? Because they've had to pretend to act normal their whole childhoods when they were being abused and had to move through society as if they weren't being abused. So they had to pretend to be normal while being watched by everyone. And therefore, when there's a fucking camera in their face, they don't really care because they've been trained to act normal when being watched, right? So that's where you get a lot of acting talent or artistic talent from. And so if you go and pay for a prostitute, you are basically playing for the leftovers you're paying for the leftovers of pedophiles to reproduce their childhood with your money. And uh, it's not good. It's not good at all, right? How do you wake up the sheep? They would rather go to Walmart than Ma and Pa store. Oh, just keep telling the truth. Just keep telling the truth, right? The rich make their own currency. Oh, yeah, absolutely. I mean, you better you type whatever you want into your own bank account. It's ridiculous, right? Here come massive stimulus checks for the hedge funds, but not for the people. Are you against women's choices? I don't know. I haven't, that's one of these completely retarded and incomprehensible questions. I don't even know what the hell that means. Are you against women's choices? Well, yeah, if they're pedophiles, guess what? I'm against their choices. If they want to go strangle hobos, I'm against their fucking choices. Of course they are. But I'm against any choices that women make because they're women? Of course not. Philosophy doesn't care about gender. I mean, the economy does. And uh, you could certainly argue that biology does. Uh, but... I don't, from a philosophical standpoint, there's no particular difference between men and, uh, and women. All right. 
Stefan, you argue free will is self-evident because unlike machines, we make a choice. But aren't choices just applying rationality, blah, blah, blah. Oh, my God. The number of times, like, it's not your fault because you're just like a person who doesn't know how to think. And I'm sorry for that. I don't mean to be insulting. It's just, you know, you don't know how to think. Like if somebody falls down, I say that you don't know how to walk right now. You don't know how to think. You argue free will is self-evident. That's not my argument. It's not even close to my argument. And I've got a whole series on free will, which I've had out for about 12 years straight. I've got a whole section on free will on my book, Essential Philosophy. You can get it at essentialphilosophy.com. I've never made the argument that free will is self-evident because unlike machines, we make choices because that would be begging the question, which is assuming that you're right when you frame the question. If I say free will is self-evident because we make choices, well, the whole question is, do we have free will? Are we capable of making choices? So if I say, well, we make choices, I'm already saying that free will is true when I'm pretending to debate free will. Free will is our capacity to compare proposed actions to ideal standards. Free will is our capacity to compare proposed actions to ideal standards. And I get into all the arguments on my videos and in my book, so you can check that one out if you like. But uh, the moment somebody says, you argue this, like I swear to God, 99 fucking times out of 100, I have no recognition of what the hell they're talking about. So they've not read anything myself. Look, if you want to argue me, at least fucking read me. Don't listen to idiots out there who are quoting me. Don't listen to people who don't like reason and evidence who are misinterpreting me. For God's sakes, don't read anything to do with Wikipedia, which itself admits it's a bullshit source. If you want to debate me and tell me what I think, that's totally fine. I welcome the debate. I love it. I think it's great. The sword gets sharpened on the whetstone, blah, 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 blah. But at least know what the hell I've said. Because coming in here and completely misquoting, not even misquoting, like just making up positions because some idiot you heard says, that's what Steph said. He posted as a girl on his own Frozen video. <laughs> Do your own fucking research, please. Don't listen to other people and think for yourself. All right. How does this affect GameStop, the company? Are they a tool or does it hurt them? Insert lemon here. Oh, thanks. I don't care how it affects GameStop. It doesn't matter to me how it affects GameStop. It's completely irrelevant to the point that I'm making. It doesn't mean it's irrelevant to GameStop, of course, right? I don't care how it affects GameStop. What I do care about is that uh, Wall Street's greed got them fucked and money flowed from the moneyed classes and the propertyed classes and the fascist classes, in a sense, in terms of unions of corporations in the state to uh, actual people that I might know and care about. So, fantastic. Comparing actions to ideal standards. And why wouldn't this be deterministic? See, you're comparing it to an ideal standard, right? You're comparing an action to an ideal standard, right? So you can, val you can judge actions relative to an ideal standard as to whether they're good or bad, and you're just asking me to do that as well. Avoid women who are okay with killing babies. Well, of course, of course. Stefan, have you ever fired a gun? Yes, I have been hunting, and I have fired a variety of guns. Uh, I went hunting in Africa. We hunted for turkey buzzards, and I also went hunting for deer. Uh, and I shot the deer, but unfortunately I didn't kill the deer. We had to track it for quite some time. Uh, it was uh, pretty, pretty unpleasant. Uh, but I did get to eat the turkey buzzard that I shot, which was does not taste like chicken, I'll tell you that. All right. Do you think that the U.S. is closer to self-destruction now that Biden and the Democrats are in power? Well, it, I mean, look, the, the, the current system can't survive no matter what anyone says. Like that which mathematically can't continue won't continue. Why the ending of something which can't continue is considered destruction, I would not phrase it that way. If something can't continue... Just get the Band-Aid off, right? And so uh, accelerationism or worse is better is a perfectly valid intellectual standpoint. It was one of my very early articles that it is, in fact, better if the system uh, that, that can't survive, that can't that's exploiting and preying upon people, in particular children and the unborn, right, through national debts. Oh, yeah. I mean, I don't know why 
the system beginning to fall apart is, well, it's better now than later, right? In the, I'd rather have it now in the same way that people would say, if there's going to be war, let it come in my time so my children may know peace. If there's going to be a transition, for God's sakes, have it before your kids get older and they've got to deal with it, right? Uh, I hope you'll update your COVID virus series given the new virus mutations slash variants. They've been most helpful. Hmm, very interesting. Stefan, you've got to get back on the horse and start talking about politics again. That's not an argument. I've watched many of your free will videos. Sorry if I misunderstood. I don't know what you were watching then. I'm probably just saying that. How can you limit workaholism? Uh, through love, right? Uh, through love. Um, you, you have to love people in your life more than you love work. And if you don't love anybody in your life more than you love work, you've got to switch up who the hell's in your life so that you get drawn away from the stuff and can actually uh, do that, right? What happened to you in Australia when you were barnstorming? I don't know. <laughs> what do you mean, on a plane? I don't know what that means. Do you think this war on hedge funds will cause a Great Depression? Well, no. I mean, hedge funds continuing to have people's money and largely invested in bonds and government shit, that's going to cause a Great Depression, in my humble opinion. Releasing money from hedge funds and putting it back in the hands of the people is going to avoid a Great Depression. So that's a, that's a good thing, right? This, this is a positive. It's morally good, I think, in many ways. Yeah, I know who I was with. Barnstorming? Do you mean brainstorming? I know I was with Lauren Southern. <laughs> I understand. I know who I was in Australia with. I just don't know what barnstorming means. Did you mean brainstorming? I don't know what the hell that is going on here. All right, let me just check if there's any other questions. I've been going for a while now, so. Um, GameStop being discussed by a telegraph operator. GameStop is a defunct store. Stop. LOL. Uh, I think Dave just meant we miss hearing you talk about politics. Well, you can mind read all you want, but it's still not an argument. Uh, could this lead to some malefalous group trying to destabilize the market? If so, the impact could be disastrous. Well, you're just throwing a bunch of negative adjectives to fearmonger, right? Do you think it's bad that regular people made money off the stock market instead of the banksters? Do you think that's a bad thing? I think it's a good thing. I think it's a wonderful thing. Now, you're saying, well, there could be some negative thing there, right? It's like, okay, uh, I've got a headache. Well, I, I could take an aspirin, but it could have arsenic in it. So, I mean, you can just make up negative things all you want, but I, I think it's a great thing. Silver is by far the most manipulated market in the world. JPM just paid a billion-dollar fine for their manipulation. Oh, yeah, I remember doing this with the LIBOR rates back when I was hosting the Peter Schiff radio show. What ultimately made you leave the brokerage you worked at? Uh, some levels of moral disgust, and um, I started my own software company, so. All right, I'm going to check one or two more places. Will hedge funds get PPP loans in the next stimulus? Well, I don't think it's enough yet that they could really beg for, um, they can't beg for bailout money with this small level. It's not this level, it's the trend that I'm really interested in. You want to see this stuff at the very, very beginning. Steph, what would you think about simulation hypothesis? Wouldn't it be impossible to simulate, wouldn't it be impossible to simulate one universe? So the problem with the simulation hypothesis is it's turtles all the way down, right? This is an old thing where somebody said, oh, the world rests on the back of a rabbit, which rests on the back of an opossum, which rests on the back of a turtle. And then people say, well, what does the turtle rest on? It says, no, it's turtles all the way down. It's a problem of infinite regression. If you're going to say that all that is real might be the manufacture of some external consciousness, 
then there's absolutely zero reason why that external consciousness might not themselves be trapped in a universe created by an external consciousness. As soon as you've broken that possibility for one, then you've broken it in an infinity and you've not solved any problems whatsoever. It's like saying everything which exists must have been created. Well, God exists, therefore God must have been created. Who created God? It's infinite regression problem. When The moment you end up with infinite regression, you've made a mistake. You've made a mistake. It's like buying, trying to buy a faster processor so the infinite loop can, can go faster, right? Are my altcoins going to perform like Bitcoin? I can't answer that. I don't know. I don't know. All right. Smarter people are better at violence. Smart people will win if the dumb people initiate violence. Well, but dumb people don't initiate violence. In general, they run to the state to get their resources, right? Because smart, dumb people can outvote smart people. Great conversation. First time I got it live. Insert more lemons. Okay, freedomain.com forward slash donate. Come on. Yeah, this is great stuff here, right? I know it's great stuff. You know it's great stuff. Help a brother out, right? Freedomain.com forward slash donate to help out the show to help out the conversation and to provide value for value, right? I mean, this is coming out of a lot of hard-won value, economic studying and, you know, hard-earned business experience and communications experience and all of that. So freedomain.com forward slash donate to help out through the show, uh, about the show. I would really uh, would appreciate that. And look, come on, you know, I, I work, I sweat bullets here and I take risks no one else will take. And uh, I, I know I bloody well earn it and I hope that you will agree. All right. Hell of a good streak, Steph. Thanks for everything you do. We love you, Steph. Thank you very much. Already subbed on Subscribestar. Just have lemons left over. Thank you. The show is dead. Long live the show. <laughs> that's right. All right. What have we done? Two and a half hours almost? Yeah, that's pretty good, right? That's pretty good. Listen, uh, I love you guys for coming by. Really, really appreciate it. Uh, the fact that uh, you guys care about this conversation, you know, I mean, it does have uh, some real value if you... Um, do uh, help out the show and tell other people about it. I know you might take a little hit here or there. People are like, oh my gosh, you like that guy? He's a terrible guy, blah, blah, blah. Well, you know, you got to find out if people value your judgment or trust your judgment, right? If you say, no, he's not a bad guy. It's just lies that communists tell them about him. Okay, then that's, you know, people are going to be like, okay, well, I'll listen to him. But if they don't even trust your judgment with regards to me, eh, you know, it might be, uh, uh, it might not be the best relationship in the known universe. All right. What do we got here? What do we got here? Uh, oh, Amim. Oh, oh, here we go. <laughs> All right, announcer voice. Introduce Steph, then you know who your friends are. That's quite true. That's quite true. The year is 2022. GameStop market cap is now valued at $50 billion. Visit my local GameStop. The smell of urine, body odor, and energy drink burps no longer present in the air. Instead, replaced by a trail of petunias and daffodils leading to the revolving door entrance. <coughs> Leave my coat with the doorman and check myself in before walking into the air-conditioned 2,000-square-foot, three-story building with valet service. Immediately greeted by the sounds of Vivaldi's spring performed by the sharp string quartet on the way in. Walk past the marble water fountains and Roman pillars to the used Blu-ray aisle. Pick up a $3 copy of the classic Nicolas Cage film, Drive Angry. Guy in a tuxedo at the checkout puts on his white gloves and bags it for me while I enjoy a spoonful of complimentary caviar. Sign up for the pre-order list of Kerbal Space Program 2 and leave my signature in the guest book. Bellboy carries my bag for me to the entrance and wishes me a good evening. 
That's pretty good. Uh, good show, even though you didn't answer my question about the Almost update. Much love. Yeah, so uh, check out my book, almost uh, freedomain.com forward slash almost. It's a novel. It's fantastic about the rise of political violence in Germany and around Europe, 1920s to 1940s. Fantastic. So relevant to today. Uh, if your question was about the EPUB version, we're working on it, and uh, a print version, I don't know, it's kind of tricky these days, but uh, we'll see. We'll see. When will the next almost part be released? No, it's all done. Uh, almost is, is all done. It's not almost done. It's all done. So freedomain.com forward slash almost. You can get a feed. You can put it into your podcatcher, a podcast catcher. It's fantastic. All right. Thanks, everyone, so much. Love you guys so much. Freedomain.com forward slash donate to help out the show. I absolutely appreciate you coming by tonight and allowing me the audience, uh, I can only be as good as you guys let me be. Hello, I can, hello. whoa. Hello. That's not even this show. And that's not even this show. All right. So, yeah, thanks uh, so much for coming by. Freedomman.com forward slash donate. Have yourselves a wonderful, wonderful evening. Stay safe. Stay frosty. Stay alert. And um, lots of love. I'll talk to you soon. Bye. Well, thank you so much for enjoying this latest free domain show on philosophy. And I'm going to be frank and ask you for your help, your support, your encouragement, and your resources. Please like, subscribe, and share, and all of that good stuff to get philosophy out into the world. And also, equally importantly, go to freedomain.com forward slash donate to help out the show, to give me the resources that I need to bring more and better philosophy to an increasingly desperate world. So thank you so much for your support, my friends. Freedomain.com forward slash donate.